Hello, and welcome to a very merry episode 152 of the Gaming Fix podcast on December 19th, 2020. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite reindeer. I am joined today by Allison. Do okay, so if, if we're looking at Rudolph's Red Nose Reindeer, right, if we're talking about like reindeer, does and are do any of them have any like qualities uh, other than Rudolph? Like qualities where you go, oh, my favorite reindeer is blank. Uh, hey, that's on you. you that's <laughs> for you to decide. I think that they are, they have some characterization in in the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the movie. Like, yeah. I want to say Blitzen's an asshole. I mean, aren't uh, they all assholes, though? Kind of, but in different ways. Blitzen's like the jock asshole. Okay. Prancer's like the dancer asshole. The asshole. <laughs> Blitzen does machines. <laughs> I'll say uh, somebody felt pity for Prancer always being second fiddle, and Prancer has her own her own movie. What? Okay, here's here's what I got. Why? Then, then then we can revisit this. All right, we got Dasher. Guess what? He loves to go fast with a name like Dasher. Skill yeah. sewing. Dasher can sew. Uh, dancer personality trait completely extroverted. Skill all kinds of dance. Duh. Prancer Duh. a bit vain though affectionate. Skill prancing. Hmm. Vixen slightly tricky. Skill. Magic. What? <laughs> no. Vixen skill should be all the other reindeers. Comet. No. Handsome and easygoing. Skill good with kids. Cupid. Affectionate. Bringing people together. Donner. Loud. Skill singing. Blitzen. Fast as a bolt. Uh, and can electrify others. What? Is <laughs> this like... <laughs> I, I mean, it makes sense. His name's, their name is Blitzen. Uh, Rudolph, personality trait, a little down on himself. Nose glows, of course. And Olive. <laughs> of uh, course. Olive is like from Rudolph 2 or whatever. Yeah, Olive's, Olive's fake. That's a non-canonical reindeer. It's like uh, Venus, the Ninja the ninja Turtle yeah, girl. No, uh, nope, 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 admits nope, 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 nope. Personality trait admits when she's wrong. Uh, good at hide and go seek if i recall i've seen that movie at least once she's got like mad imposter syndrome and is like very like i don't belong here uh i think it's funny that all of the reindeers have reindeer have like traits that match their names except for vixen and comet because you can't one you can't have the reindeers want to fuck be like uh, yeah like this two, is the hot reindeer this is it's the like, horny the hot reindeer that makes everybody horny no you no, can't no. have that and you no. can't have a reindeer whose skill is hurtling through the sky or hurtling through space and being a ball of ice okay so, you can't you? you can't but like you can have one that can electrify other that's what Blitzen does. Apparently, one of yeah the no but you can oh. have that but you're yeah, but, saying that that's possible but you can't have a comet like. Space reindeer. I mean, and they all fly to Alex's point, but I think that like Comet would have to be able to fly in space. Yeah, I'm I'm basically agreeing with you that they should have said (laughs) Comet's special power is flying above the atmosphere. Uh So he goes up there to scout when it's dangerous or something, when there's a hurricane or something like that. He brings the presents to aliens. Sure, and also they need to get 
over it. It's 2020. It's going to be 2021 soon. Let Vixen fuck. Well, okay, wait. Here's what I'm okay, saying. So, I, I this is news to me. Santa's reindeer are typically portrayed as male in pop culture, uh, but according to two professors at the University of Edinburgh, uh, Santa's reindeer are actually all female. Uh, university go burr. Uh, Santa's reindeer are actually all female because male reindeer shed their antlers during the winter. I don't think that. The, the the story is sophisticated enough to account for that biological detail. Also, reindeer can't fly, so <laughs> I, hey, this, I, I this is just biology. You're, you're ruining all of our dreams. Next, you're gonna say Santa isn't real. I prefer to think of them as like as like all kinds of like across the spectrum, all kinds of gendered, and that's how I'm. That's in my head canon. All right, all right. Like Wait, I, I got to roll really this back. I got to roll mix. this back. I got to apologize to the listener for these this rude interruption by Pat and you Alex, who were problem. not who were not introduced yet still spoke. <laughs> Let's try again from the top. Hello and welcome oh God. to a very merry episode of the Gaming Fix podcast. Episode 152 on December 19th, 2020. I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite reindeer. Allison, well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm not going to get favorite more reindeer? Andre. Mm, the one that can <laughs> set people, uh, that, that electrocutes people. Blitzen. You're a Blitzen. <laughs> Blitzen, yeah. I Blitzen. <laughs> also joining us, Pat. My favorite reindeer is uh, Peppermint, which is a reindeer at the San Francisco Zoo. Oh, It's a real and, reindeer. And, and that's a cute name. What, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? I think you know exactly what I'm trying to say. I don't. And, I know less now. <laughs> and Alex, who appears to be wearing some sort of N7 type situation here. I don't know. Oh, yeah. it's got Me like too. Okay. Hey. Oh yeah! Wow! Hey. Wow! Twins. Are you wearing <laughs> the same? Are you wearing the same? No. I don't jacket, think so. Sweatshirt? I don't okay. Think so. Mine has a red thing on the inside. Yeah, mine doesn't okay. have a red thing. Okay. But um, so my favorite is lightning, which uh, it comes from the Elmo Saves Christmas Sesame Street special. It was oh, the, classic! It was the, it was the reindeer. I don't know what that is. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, Chet from the Santa Claus Two. Oh jeez, yeah. Do we do we move to Final Fantasy characters? <laughs> <laughs> Lightning's good. She's up uh, there. Okay, yeah, what was oh, what was the name of the dog that the Grinch dresses up as a reindeer? Oh, oh god. Yeah, Max? I don't was it remember. Max? Grinch. Max, Max. Yes. Yeah. Was I was it? just about oh, I to it was search more, it was a weirder name. I was just about to search Grinch dog, but it's definitely then Max. They're going to get that lady in the bathtub. Handed <laughs> <laughs> herself green. My my dog and cat earlier today were oh. laying in bed, like with like laying on each other, uh, and it was really cute. And I should have known that that was going to be code for we're going to be complete nightmares for the rest of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saving up their energy. Yeah. All right. Well, now let's get on to games because yeah, boy, is there a lot of news later? Like, oh my, oh my god. god, it this was a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it was mostly I, one thing, but I, we'll get to it. Yeah, I was, yeah. 
I don't I was think, talking. I really I, hope we don't talk to about that for an hour. Sorry. I, meant, <laughs> I mentioned this to Andre before, but I spent 20 minutes in the car explaining the news this week to my dad, and he doesn't play video games. I was just like, I need to get this out. I need to talk about this. <laughs> Yeah, I saw images of people getting text messages from their parents who do not follow the industry being like, so what about that thing we're going to talk about? <laughs> I usually oh. talk to my mom about industry stuff because she finds it interesting and I just, nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, I specifically reached out to my family and I was like, listen, this stuff is happening. Help and, me, please. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, let, let's help you and let's talk about something fun instead, maybe, oh, yeah. I hope with uh, what you've been playing, Allison. Yeah. So um, last weekend I was gone because I was watching too much of the Polygon stream, um, which we'll talk like, maybe a little bit briefly during the news. I don't know. Um, but one of the things that they showed was uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And I was like, oh, God, I need to play that game. So I ended up buying it. And so I've put... Um, you know, like I, I've put a, a several hours into it so far, and that has been a really, really good time. I've been really, really enjoying it. Uh, I think it's. I, I never finished the first Hyrule Warriors, but I put a decent amount of time into it. I think that this is a definite improvement, even if it doesn't necessarily have the fan service of the first of the first Hyrule Warriors, where you're like all the different Zelda and like universes are colliding this is just purely uh breath of the wild but mm. it does a really good job of integrating breath of the wild with uh the hyrule warriors dynasty warriors type thing like the so Uso games yeah 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 because there's a it, it really does a good job i think of inter- integrating the like some of the gameplay too um of, of it because uh uh, like for example, it, it, you can use the uh, stuff like the magnesis uh, and the yeah, ice the magnesis and the, and the stasis and the bombs. Um, those are pretty. I, I feel like pretty, extremely useful. So I'm using cool. those pretty frequently, and uh, um, I guess you learn this pretty early on. That's pretty much uh, Zelda's entire move set is various. Uh, uses of, of the Sheikah Slate stuff. So Excuse me. It, if you're going to be like Seth Everman, it's pronounced Sheikah Slate. It's, it could be. I I don't think anyone's yeah. ever actually no. spoken spoken no. the words from in the game. So it, it, we are... Uh, that's a good video if you haven't watched it. It's the Did You Know Gaming of Zelda featuring Seth Everman as the narrator. Anyways, please continue, yeah. Allison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but then it also includes like you collect... Uh, Items through it that you can use to unlock stuff or use to for cooking before um, a battle, which will increase your stats and things. So it, re- I think it really does a good job of uh, a good job of kind of mixing and matching both um, the Muso Warriors uh, feel with also. Uh, Breath of the Wild in particular, so I, I've been really enjoying it. Um, it. It's just it's just generally a really good time. Uh, the the uh, I never really played any of the Dynasty Warrior games before uh, the first Hyrule Warriors, but they're very uh, 
if you if you haven't seen those games, it's basically the big uh, gameplay that you do is is you're on a battlefield and you're just fighting giant hordes of enemies, and it's a very much a power fantasy, and it's very much uh, uh, kind of cathartic and fun to to just like very. It's like weirdly chill too. I, I it's it's hard. I feel like it's hard to describe, but I, I just have been really enjoying it a lot, and uh, I, I feel like it integrates the elements so well that it's 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 really fun, and I'd probably recommend it to most Breath of the people who liked Breath of the Wild, which I know not everybody on this podcast did, which still is bananas baffling. to me. Baffling. That was like that was like the most hey, the wildest moment hey, of hey, our Hey, did first... either of you finish the game? No, but like it's a big game. Hmm, interesting. It's a big I'm gonna remember game. that. <laughs> You're not allowed to like games that you haven't finished. That's gonna come up in two weeks. I I have I'm Listen, saying, I'm going I, to I finish, finish it game. because this covers some good story stuff in because it's a prequel to Breath of the Wild, uh and it's also Possibly going to tie into the second there's, there's the something sequel. I say, but I mm. can't say it, and, mm. and I don't know for sure. It's just like because my girlfriend's been playing this, and I've played like two, like an hour ish. Uh, but it's the Japanese version, and unlike many Nintendo games, uh, this game does not have other voiceovers on the cart or in the Japanese version. Uh, because it's not published by Nintendo, it's published by Koei Tecmo in Japan, mm, whereas yeah. everywhere else is published by Nintendo. And Nintendo's like, we're going to put all the voice options in there, but not Koei Tecmo. So now I'm like, I'm playing this game in Japanese, and like I, I can kind of glean what's going on, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of reading in the menus, and I'm like, I have no idea. There's too. There much really fear. is. Like it would that would be really hard, especially with some of the like the side activities and quests and stuff. So right. I, I, I feel it. There's a thing I want to say. Maybe I'll message Alex just so I can tell him what I think yeah, it is. Go for it, because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I have a question because it's a Musou yeah. game. Um, yeah. Generally, in Musou games, you're going through just billions of fodder enemies, and then like yeah. hitting, hitting generals and stuff like that traditionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. what are the fodder enemies? I can guess the general equivalents would be the stuff like guardians, I guess. Um, sometimes it's there, moblins. It, it really, it's, it really depends. Yeah. But it's, it's sure, a lot of like yeah. moblins. Like it's, it's just like, it's a lot of, you get, um, you get the ninjas, like the Sheikah ninjas or whatever. It's, uh, it's like a lot of the, like Gorons, kind of guards. Yeah. It's like a lot of the lower level, level of enemies of breath of the wild. So mm-hmm. it, it really, uh, kind of fits like there's, um, when you get some of the higher level uh, enemies, it, it kind of matches some of the things that are trickier to fight in Breath of the Wild. Like uh, the first time a Lionel shows up, you're like, "Oh shit!" And uh, it's 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 otherwise harder to uh, kill in Age of Calamity. So it's sure. uh, it, it it mostly matches that sort of thing. But uh, it- yeah, some but the the guardians are like fucking hard to de- deal with too but that makes sense from what i've seen it's oh, it's sorry. a little less um and maybe this is incorrect but in dynasty warriors there will be at times thousands of enemies like in the battle not necessarily on screen at mm-hmm. once but i mean it, it, it there's like just like an 
a sea of them, and not every battle from what I've seen in in, in Age of Calamity is. Qu- I mean, they're all bigger than what you would get in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, but not, I sometimes it's I like a few hundred guys. I think it's a little bit less, and there's certain times where, like, if you've, like, for example fought your way up to one of like the top enemies on that particular map, it will be just that enemy. Um, and, and, and there is a level of uh, skill against some of those big, bigger enemies as well. Um, although I will say there are a couple of um, sequences that I don't want to spoil, especially for Pat. Yeah, I, I uh, have it on my Switch. I wanted to play it last night. Yeah, my friends but there are some sequences where they're like, listen, do you not feel like you're playing a Warriors game, uh, but you probably don't feel powerful enough. We need to like up that. Oh, I think like, I know what you're talking about. This was actually something that sold me on the game. They talked about it on Waypoint Radio. Oh, sure, uh, sure, sure. Uh, so it, it's, I, but yeah, I'll but you're wait just like, we can talk about it later when I get there. If, if you want to, if you want to, uh, reach out to me personally, uh, but there, there, but there was like a moment where I was just like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is, this is like, if you've, if you played Breath of the Wild and played the story, there's moments in this game that, you that might are not very, think they portray. Oh, I know, what but you're that are about. in the story of Breath of the Wild. And are pretty fucking wild. My, my girlfriend <laughs> hates these parts. Uh, they really? Sound like, uh. Yeah, she hates it. Uh, there are motion controls, gyro controls are part of it, and mm-hmm. she didn't turn those off. And so she was like, what the oh, fuck? Why well, is this yeah. aiming shit? And then I was like, yeah, I think you can. I think you've got motion controls on. You can turn those off. And then yeah, she I was, think like, they hated it with- less. But she always skipped those sections because it doesn't make you do them. You can skip them. Interesting, but it—I I just think it's—it's it's, you know, it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, I, I I feel like there are two people who would want to come into this game: people who are either like the Muso games or people who really like Breath of the Wild. And I think there's enough to like in both uh, for both of those. But at the same time, also, you know, if you're the type of person who likes what like likes those games, so for sure. You know, I would say if you're not into Muso games, if you are just like vehemently opposed, look for the story. Like watch like a let's play or like a YouTube compilation of cutscenes. Yeah, but if you're not I, vehemently opposed, though, you, if you're hmm. like if you're like I, I feel like if you like you know you're you're curious about the Muso, but you've never really played it, it's still Muso curious. Muso curious, exactly. <laughs> I'm so horny. I God. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I enjoy playing, like I, I I have a good time whenever I play a Dynasty Warriors, but I also don't. Um, I always fall off of them mm-hmm. because while I think that the 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 story is a fantastic story, like as a historical, like I would rather like read the book. I think. Than mm-hmm. than uh, to get the story because I kind of lose track of the story when I'm like playing through a Dynasty Warriors game. Whereas with this game, I think I'll like uh, that issue that mm-hmm. I won't have that issue because it's telling a, a less um, it's complex like, story. I think right. Well, and also like the Dynasty Warriors, like the Muso games, like they tell pretty intense like 
uh, like Chinese historical stories. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's like, and it's, you know, there's all these characters that you're not necessarily familiar with, but people who were raised, you know, knowing those characters might be a lot more familiar with. And you're just, and but, but you're a, like, I don't know who any of you are. It's a cultural uh, thing. So I'm not right. at all, I'm not at all, um, faulting the game for it in any way. It's my right. problem, but it's hard for me to keep track of all the oh, characters. Oh yeah. And there's a, there's they, a lot uh, of characters. There's, there's so many. And the names don't, aren't immediately like approachable yeah. to me. Whereas so here unless it's, it's like, like Lubu and Chow Chow, uh, it, those are like the two characters I know. <laughs> also, like uh, looking at like the Dynasty Warriors uh, nine Wikipedia page, there are a lot of characters in that game. Yes, there are. Like holy moly! Um, whereas um, like uh, Age of Calamity, it's like you're playing as Link, and you're like, okay, I I, I understand here. I'm uh, I'm on board. I mean, um, but even know? like early on, they give you like three choices, and you can switch between them in the thing. Yeah. Like you start off with Link and Impa, then you get Zelda, and then I think yeah. it kind of opens up and you can right. I mean, there's definitely from, other like, characters, but they're people, a lot but. more like you know, if you're if you've played Zelda games, you're like, oh, of course, it's Link, it's Zelda, it's Impa, it's yes. the uh, it's characters from Breath of the Wild, and you're I, like, okay, I am, I know oh, who yeah, all yeah, these yeah. are. And yeah. they're visually distinct versus yeah. Dynasty Warriors. They do a great job doing their best to to make each of the characters look unique. But at the end of the day, they're like, it's a dude big guys, <laughs> normal sized guys, ladies, and then big, huge, chubby guys. That's like all the those are the the, mm-hmm. the, the four character types. Yeah. The uh, other thing too is like I feel like. Um, <clears throat> Right, I, I again, I haven't really played that much of like other Dynasty Warriors games, so I, I don't really know. But I feel like right away with uh, Age of Calamity, uh, Impa, Link, and Zelda all play pretty differently, so it kind of gets you used to playing with different, like very different characters as opposed to. They're uh, certainly yeah distinct in Dynasty Warriors games, but they're not like distinct it's like this guy uses a spear and this lady uses mm-hmm. a sword mm-hmm. and that feels very different but it's more like switching weapons it's not like you're playing distinctly different yeah. characters right. whereas, whereas, in whereas like age when, of calamity they have like abilities and right. stuff so right it, it's, sorry i was just gonna say it's kind of more like a monster hunter where it's just you're getting used to the different weapons more than the characters less even less than that because mm. It's just that, like this time, when you mash the the attack button, it's a good sweeping attack, and this time it's better for taking out oh, single okay. people. Sure, um, you know it's it's, and I'm not really picking on that as as a differentiator. And they have different combos and different special moves, so mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're all the same. But I think there's more differentiation when you can put like magic and like the Sheikah mm-hmm. Slate abilities and stuff. Yeah, in. yeah, so yeah, and all the Sheikah Slate abilities are different per mm-hmm. character. Sure. So. Uh, it, it really allows you to differentiate even even further than uh, like, just the how they uh, weapons feel. Like playing a link is like okay, I'm Link. I, I swing my sword. I do my thing. I you know I throw some bombs, you and then you're like, I'm gonna like- switch to Impa, and then suddenly you're playing Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm <laughs> Four. And you've got like shadow clones, and you're just yeah. like disappearing yeah. and flying all over the place, like- and like. Throwing Rossangons and it's, they it's do a great job differentiating characters in the Dynasty Warrior games, but you can't, it just can't go quite that far. Yeah. yeah so, it's... so Allison, did you, I forget, you probably mentioned it and I just uh, glanced over it, but did you play the original Hyrule Warriors? 
Yeah, I did. I, I played it both on Wii U and uh, Switch. Uh, but I wow a true fan (laughs) (laughs) and like did that one just feel like more muso game than zelda uh i'd say so probably um i I feel like it age of calamity does a lot better job of uh integrating everything in in my opinion but it's like i haven't played it in i haven't played um the original hyrule warriors in a while so it's that was also Not kind of like a fresh, greatest but. hits of Zelda. Yeah, kind of yeah. there's yeah. not really a story yeah. in it, I don't think. So, so Age of Calamity. I mean, it was, there was definitely God, a story, did. but it was like a little bit more of like, yeah, hey, we got to go to the different Zelda universes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, so it was, this, it, this game is more like the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers gif of of them slapping each other's arms, being like, oh, you son of a bitch, Dylan. Like, this is that game. <laughs> Yes, I will cool. say that's what. <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> sure, uh-huh. sure. Yeah, it's uh, I, I feel like that that's that's the thing that I think I'm the most impressed by is just how well it utilizes stuff like the Sheikah Slate uh, it, abilities in in the actual gameplay. It's it's got all the shit that I wanted Breath of the Wild to have in terms of story. Like I wanted basically what this game has, but there's a lot of fun like story character moments and, yeah. that are are really entertaining too. And in so. Breath of the Wild, you got like just like the tiniest, tiniest glimpse of those things. Like you got like ten like kind of cutscene things that went into that stuff, and it just I was like, I want more of this. And apparently, they put it in a Muso game. <laughs> you know. That that's where we're at right now, but well, it, what, well, also, what, also, there's a lot less, uh, you know. I mean, with Breath of the Wild, there's a lot of you're going around, you're collecting stuff individually, and you're you have to travel places. Whereas here, it's like you just click stuff on a map to go to different, um, to go to different shops and go to the blacksmith and go to stuff. So you're really just going in between. Um, you know, straight to story bits or straight to the next battle, mm-hmm. which I think probably does that because it's just a lot more condensed down. But is is there any clear point of reference for how long the game is? Like, do you know how deep into it you are? Um, not. There's not a clear reference in game. I mm-hmm. know that completing it. I know that the story is like 30, 40 hours, maybe. I thought um, I heard like twenty. Um, like how long to be like mainline mainline. Is oh, like mainline. Long. Yeah. And I'm doing all the side stuff. So I think that's closer to like 30, 40, uh, high reward. Like the, that's another, that's another, the, another thing is that the original high warriors is like fucking longest game in the world. Uh, if you want to do pretty much everything. Um, whereas here it's, it's less than less that, but I think that's a okay because it's a little bit more streamlined. Um, yeah, I don't know where I'm at. Like, I I know that I'm doing, like, a lot of the characters, but they really, like, different stuff uh, unlocks on the map uh, yeah. as after you do it. So I'm like, I have no idea how much more stuff's going to unlock. There's, there is a surprising number of characters and a surprising, like, variety. And I'll, yeah. I, like, I'll and I know that I'm not even playing, and I'll be like, wait, you're playing. Who are you playing as? Well, who even is that? Mm. Uh, like they they let you do that? Um, That's pretty cool though. Like, yeah, it sounds yeah. like for fans of the series, like it sounds like a really loving take on like the Breath of the Wild universe. 
in, in it mm-hmm. coming at it from a different angle. So that's neat. It it, it is a very it's, purposeful yeah. purposeful game and yeah. Seems, yeah, I, well, I I would say that too. Where it's like seems specific. essential for Breath of the Wild too. Like okay, based on what I've seen, I'll have one last question. Um, yeah, how fan servicey does it feel? Like, does it feel like it's actually trying to add to the lore, or does it feel like it's pandering? I feel like it's actually trying to add to the lore. Cool. Um, there is uh, one of the char- <laughs> one of the key parts of the game is a uh, like baby guardian so like taking the baby yoda but they're like baby guardian oh, they uh, upskirt the baby guardian oh god god <laughs> no how's that for fan service eh? but it's like so it's like but it's extremely <sighs> cute so i'm like you makes know, r2d2 noises i'm i'm like it does oh that's why it's you so, love it so much it's like it's like a little it's a droid. droid it's so yeah. cute <laughs> it's so cute so it's like that's like a little bit like i don't know if if they, that might feel like a little bit more like the fan service thing but i'm like i don't care it is adorable i love it so fair enough but i, I feel like i feel like it's just it does it, it integrates things well enough that it doesn't feel like oh okay i see where you're, where you're doing it. it it feels very thoughtful about what it's doing which is which is nice Indeed. All right. Well, with that, let's move on to Alex hey. and what you've been playing. Sure. So uh, the first thing is I am pretty near the end, I think, of a little game called Bug Snacks. Um, like I'm at the point where I've been given the option of going on from where it says hey you you have reached the point of no return uh do you want to do that if you do you can't come back <laughs> so mm-hmm. i asked our group chat being like so should i do this and come back and do all the side stuff and allison was pretty adamant about saying no you should do the side stuff so i'm going and i'm doing the side stuff i'm probably about i don't know two-thirds of the way through doing all the side stuff i there's one character I really just don't care for, and I don't really want to do their their side stuff. Um, is it Scoopy Banoopy? No, that is. How dare you? So I, Scoopy I caught, Banoopy is a treasure. I caught two Scoopy Banoopies. They're great. Um, Scoopy Banoopy. Banoopy. Um, but but um, it's the. That sounds like Game of the Year material. <laughs> yes. I forget the character's name. I have trouble remembering all their names, honestly. But um, except for uh, Chandlo. Because Chandler mm. Philbo. Mm. Philbo is one. Yep. Um uh what's the what's the rancher dude? Starts with a Grambus? Grumbus? 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 Grumble. Something like that. But the one I go I don't like is like the meditating y kind of sagey one. Yeah. Have you done any her, of her side stuff at all? No, because I find her annoying. <laughs> okay, but I think hers is funny. It's like entertaining. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I feel like she I feel like she she grows on me, but like that's that's specifically me. But yeah, I'll probably I'll get to it because I intend to do the side stuff, and it seems like you unlock other side stuff by doing other people's side stuff. So I imagine she'll be a key at some point. Um, so I don't know. I imagine I have like two or three hours left of it. Um, but it's been it's been pretty interesting. I like what they're doing with the story. I like the progression. Um, they do keep things interesting with the mechanics. Like they keep you doing new stuff and like it, it's I think you mentioned it like a couple of weeks ago Allison where it strikes the balance between 
am I doing this right or am I breaking the system to solve this puzzle? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, is this how they intended for it to work or did I just kind of cheese it? And, and you're like, I don't know, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, but the, that's almost a good thing because it means you can approach things from different angles and they just work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I've tried like, to solve, like, if you want to think of catching bug snacks as puzzles, I have solved the same puzzle in like two or three different ways in some cases, mm-hmm. which has been cool. Um, yeah, and there are a couple of times where you pick up some bug snacks and you're like, guess I got them now. Yeah, there's, well, I did a boss fight. Um, mm which took place in the water and had a boss that had two phases. One was in the water. One was flying above it. Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. And I know came, what you're talking about. Yeah, came away with like 20 bug snacks in my inventory because of, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. And it's that's, like, oh. that's the, that's the boss fight. So yeah. Yeah. You just come away with lots of stuff. And I will say like, I'm enjoying pretty much everything about it except for the act of playing it because <laughs> I, I, find... I oh sorry go for it no I, I i think the thing that you said in the uh group chat that i completely agreed with is that it wants precision out of you from a system that is not built for precision yeah uh, that's, and i that's think that's the biggest issue. biggest yeah. issue for sure um like, and it's not that big of an issue because the rest of it has been quite good and it's been fun and interesting and like it, like I said, it does change things up enough to where you're not doing the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that like there's no fast travel, so you're often just running to places, even if you have to go to the further ones. Like you're never having to yeah. run more than two zones away if, as long as you go back to the center. But yeah, like it can just be like, oh, I'm just going to spend the next five minutes running to where I need to to catch this one thing, and then I'm going back, and then it's like, oh, I should have got this next side quest because now I'm running back there, and it's like that kind of stuff has been a bit of a drag, but it's not enough to deter. Yeah, because the story yeah. has been the story has been interesting. The characters have been cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's I am reserving full judgment until I get to the end because it seems like they have set up a lot of lore, which is interesting. And it's like, okay, I have some ideas for where this might be going, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, uh, I I'm excited here because yeah, uh, hearing because. <laughs> Yeah, Pat, you you know. It's so... <laughs> that story goes in a wild-ass direction at the end. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, and Pat, now that you're back, uh, help me convince Alex that he needs to do Shelda's uh, side quest stuff. Um, Which... Hang on, I have to... Shelda's the one who the, like meditates. The meditating you one. Oh, yeah, that stuff is really funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that might be the funniest of them. It's... Not it's very as, funny, yeah. It's not as deep as the other ones. Yeah, from like a, but like, it, from like a but character perspective, funny. but it's very entertaining to do the side quest stuff for, it's, okay. for her. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do her stuff, because I was initially just not doing any of hers because I found her profoundly annoying. <laughs> uh, you'll like the side stuff, I think, then, uh, okay. because it directly deals with how profoundly annoying she is. They're aware yes. that she's profoundly mm-hmm. annoying. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, good to know. It's the game is like fifteen uh, percent off, so it's like twenty one forty nine on the Epic Game Store, and then there's a ten dollar coupon. So yep. I guess I'm just gonna buy it because Sony you won't should. give me a PS five. I mean, won't even oh, God, sell me same. won't even sell me one. I'll tell you, uh, it's kind same. of fun. It makes the triggers into like buttons, kind of like you oh, like halfway sure. through the trigger pull. There's like some resistance, so you have to like click through it hmm. for like 
basically all of the trigger interactions. That's uh-huh. kind of fun. Other than that, there's no reason to play it's, it. It's, it. Except it's free, and I own well, it already, but I can yeah, only play it know, on the PS5, which is I know. infuriating. <laughs> if it gets you to play it before Game of the Year, I'll, I can gift it to you. <laughs> I can, I can, like I have the money, but it's no, just know. the principle of the I thing. It. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. Sony, what is you doing? Yeah, yeah. Not even all Sony. <laughs> it's funny Thanks, because... Eh. Well, yeah. But, well, uh, the decision to release well, it on Jap- PS the- Plus only on PlayStation Five is all Sony, and yeah. that's that's like, and their decision to only release like a pittance of PS Fives in Japan yeah, is also so. on Sony. That's but also but I guess I mean more from the software perspective, I think it's strange yeah. that they did the it like they didn't need to sell the PS Five. I mean, it was going to sell out no matter what. So it's odd to me that yeah. they made Bug Snacks. No one's going to like go. I don't need a PS5 because Bug Snacks is also going to be on PS4, PS Plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like but. yeah, it's it's stupid. But anyway, oh well. it's it's so a cool I, game. The I precision found, that you're mentioning I is bad, it. but otherwise, yeah. it's great. And I feel I like I feel like oh, the gameplay. I, I I feel like the gameplay gets better the more tools that you have yeah, uh, I, at your I, disposal. Sure. Um, but but yeah, there are certain points where I'm like. I, I just couldn't execute certain things that I knew that I could, which is a little bit frustrating for sure. Yeah. I think I told the story that was frustrating to me though at some point um, where I was like in an underground area and there was an aggressive yep. snack that aggressive followed one. me down yeah. and I was like, damn it. There's nothing for me to do here. Yeah, uh, Cause you can't exactly de-aggro them. They'll just keep following you forever. Right. And I didn't have the ability to catch it down there cause it needed to be combined with another bug snack to like, Mm. pacify it uh and so yeah it was frustrating but i mean at the end of the day with all of that stuff in the rear view i look back on that story and all the characters and stuff very fondly um so i think that like that stuff kind of it can be frustrating but i think it's at least interesting i'd rather take frustrating and interesting than have that game have just been like a shooter yeah (laughs) where you're or like a game where you're just like sucking up bug snacks with a vacuum or something. Sure. Um, I think it's better that at least there are puzzles in it, even if they're sometimes a little frustrating because sometimes it's really yeah. satisfying. And I feel like sometimes like, the oh, puzzles are really fun too. Yeah. It's sometimes it's like, Oh wait, if I combine, if I get this snack on the catapult and then hit, then shoot them at this snack, then they makes this happen. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I did find a fun interaction once I had all the tools, uh, I'll just say the tools. I don't think it's that much of a spoiler. One is nah. the launch pad. So I, mm-hmm. you can put the launch pad on the ground and then put the trip shot on it. So that way mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about what surface you're, you're on because the trip shot will only attach to certain surfaces. So knowing you could do that makes it made some things a lot easier. But yeah, like, like what you're saying, the, the mechanics aren't the best part of that game, even though like what comes of those mechanics can be pretty rad. Yeah, totally. All right, and I see here on this document, you. Uh, I'm so excited to hear about this. You started a game, maybe you shouldn't have. Yeah, so there's a series I've had a lot of familiarity with over the years, but I've never actually played one of the games because they've been too intimidating. And I started this one, and immediately realized they were like kind of referencing lore things that must have happened like 
five to ten games ago. Like just oh no, there will be characters you coming start up. Trails in the sky. Microsoft no. trails of cold steel. No, I wish that you could keep keep guessing. You'll get there. No, you actually probably won't get there, but that's okay. Uh, dot. Uh, it's dot a visual hack. novel. It's a visual novel. The visual. It is novel not a visual, a visual novel. novel. Really? Wow. No. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen. I started um. that a while ago. <laughs> so well, what is it? What is it? It is Toho. And oh god! Oh, no. it, it is. No. It just came oh, out. No. It just oh, came no. out on Switch yesterday. Uh, a couple days Why? ago. Toho oh, god, Luna Luna Nights, and I I, I would not have guessed that. I have to say. Yeah, and there's a lot of lore where they're mm-hmm. just like characters that have been like, "Oh, you're here," <gasps> but it's is it the real you or like the imitation you? I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and then they're talking about like, "Oh, we're all part of this other character's game," and I'm like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Like, they're just saying all these things really casually. I'm just at this point, I'm just going along with it. I, I was thinking, do I need to go back and play all of like the other thirty games to understand what's going on here? But then just settled on no let's just roll with it and see what happens um so toho traditionally is just straight up uh bullet hells for the most part yeah like mm-hmm. just arcade yeah. arcadey top down shooters or side scrolling depending on the game where you're just avoiding lots of shots but this game is a metroidvania and it is fucking amazing like i'm not kidding this game kicks hell of ass um it's in terms of style, it looks a lot like Symphony of the Night in terms of just like the visuals and the animations and stuff like that. And it has a lot of that kind of lineage there. But it has the core mechanic, which it's not a spoiler. You get this within the first five minutes of You can timing. spoil this game all you want, IMO. <laughs> it, it, it's got a really intense time manipulation mechanic um, where if I'm playing it on Switch, so if you hold the B button... Uh, it slows down time for three seconds. So like everything around you is slowed, all the enemies, all of the movements in the world. So like it uses that for some puzzles and stuff like that. Uh, but also you can use it to like jump behind groups of enemies. And then there's the other time mechanic that I have so far where you can just stop time. And then you have a counter on the top where you can eventually like upgrade it over time, but you start with a hundred and then, like every movement you make pulls away from that counter. So every time you attack, every time you uh, jump, every time you do whatever, it pulls away from that counter rather than using any other metric. And so what you can do is you can pause time and then just like throw a billion blades at one enemy and then resume time and they'll all shoot out at once. And it's really satisfying. Like it's really cool. Um, It also has some like burnout paradise to it or burnout burnout three where um so hear Crash me out mode? Like, what? so hear me out like you know how uh in those games you would get extra like style points for doing near misses and stuff like that like if you like almost like almost clip another car but you just make it past and like it'll be like oh yeah here's an extra couple points for you you get boost or whatever it has that where if you narrowly avoid like contact with an enemy it will give you extra HP and stuff uh, and MP because your powers do use like MP power. Uh, so like you're trying to kind of get close quarters with the enemies and the projectiles enough so that you're refilling your HP and MP. Then you're freezing time and shooting like a billion knives out at them. And then like 
it does this thing where the mechanic where if you freeze time, all of the water freezes, which includes like how it's splashing and stuff like that. So like you can use that for platforming. It's, it's really, really fucking good. I finished the first boss last night, which was hard because it's a Toho game and it's just extremely satisfying. It's maybe the most satisfying, uh, side-scrolling e-platformer in terms of mechanics I've played since Celeste and I really really am enjoying it like it's I ended up it, it was a mistake playing it last night for two reasons one because I was considering getting into the lore but I decided against it and two because I couldn't stop playing it and then I went to bed at like one in the morning <laughs> so I was not expecting to like it as much as I did and it's really amazing like the mechanics make it just insanely good You all are speechless. All right, <laughs> a little yeah. bit, honestly. The uh, the store page looks cool. Um, it's uh, it's very uh, beloved on uh, Steam. Yeah, it's uh, like overwhelmingly positive on Steam. I think. Yeah. Um, One twenty nineteen indie play best overseas game. Yep, yeah, uh, it's gotten a couple game of the year awards. I saw Video Chums gave it their indie game of the year. Like, it's. It's really impressive. I think it's a super interesting game. And it's it's actually a good Metroidvania. Like the skills you get are kind of cool. That's cool. So yeah. Oh, that's neat. Uh, yeah, I have zero complaints about it so far. Yes, it's hard, but it oh also it has this other thing where you're picking up like you destroy enemies and then you pick up like different jewels. Uh they drop different colored gems or whatever, like some are sapphires or rubies or whatever. And you can either trade those in a shop for like other items that you can pull out in battle at any time, or you can keep them in your inventory and they'll give you like, like plus one or plus 0.25 defense for every one of these you have or something like that. So it's a trade off of if you want to get the item or if you want to keep them in your inventory as like extra stats, which Mm -hmm. is like, it's just a bunch of really fucking amazing ideas that they turned into a really fun game. It's yeah, I it's, it's, it's mind-blowingly good so far. It's weird. <laughs> it's really intimidating. I don't think I could... My brain doesn't work in such a way where I could bring myself to play this game without playing the other ones, and right? I don't know that I'm ever going to do that. So I know. Honestly, yeah, probably not. best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I decided to just roll with it, because yeah, there's, a, I, there's a lot. I admire that. <laughs> I was able to do that for Yakuza. I don't think I could do that. I don't know if I could do that for for, for this game because of how complex the lore is. And uh, so I'm glad that someone is playing it, I guess, because it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's I, I can't sing the praises for it enough. It's been really great. Um, and I'll be um, over the break next week because I'm on break from work. Uh, I will be going to visit my folks because I've been doing a 10 day quarantine and uh I will only be bringing my switch. So this is one of the games I'll be trying to finish on that trip. And then the other will be super Mario, uh, paper Mario rather. Mm. Yay. So yeah, uh, I'll probably have completed thoughts on this game once we get, get there, but yeah, super speed. <laughs> I, I, if y'all like platformers and Metroidvanias, I recommend it. I like Metroidvanias. I've never gotten into Toho because I don't like the character designs and I don't like um, uh, top-down shooters that much. Um, I respect them a great deal, but I'm <laughs> not crazy about playing them. 
Yeah. Uh, and this is not a top down shooter. <laughs> yeah. 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 This, so this publisher put out another, it's not the same developer, so it doesn't matter. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, all right. Well, thanks. Thanks for that journey. That was not where I thought we were going with this. I was, Ooh, yeah. No worries. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, 20, it's 2019 game, so don't have to think about it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a 2019 game in Asia. It's a 2020 game in North America. It's a it was, 2019 game on Steam, so... <laughs> it was also early access on Steam, so... Oh, God. It, the oh, 1.0 came out in 2020. <laughs> Not according oh, to the Steam release date, which is what we read by. That's <laughs> did, the tw- did, Wait, is, I, I don't, we'll have to look into that. Yeah, um, yeah. Steam updates the release date for games that were early Does access. It? I'm pretty sure on Steam it was out February well, 1.0 was February 25th, 2019. Because, yeah, Hades says September 17th, 2020. Yeah. All right, we'll have to double uh, check, but that's what I yeah. was reading. <laughs> all right, well, we'll check. Uh, all right, well, Pat, you're back. Yes. From A Dump in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wish that the Dump in the Dark had occurred. You're talking no. about your dog, FYI. Your dog, I'm yeah. talking about my dog. Oh, I was, talking, having, I was talking uh, about you. She's having a complete meltdown and running around <laughs> the living room because she wants to run into the bedroom and uh, attack with love uh, my partner who is asleep. So, <laughs> well, <fun> times. <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> what, what, have, what have you been playing? What's up? I play a lot of video games this week, but it doesn't feel like I played a lot of video games and it's not because of anything wrong with the video games. It's just been a long, like, you play like, like time wise, you played a lot or you played like many. Games? No, it's like time wise. Okay, um, yeah. I, I, I know like the I feeling, a lot, I know but the it feeling. was, it was a crazy week. So I don't feel like I, uh, accomplished as much as I would have liked to in video games. Um, sure. but, uh, I played, uh, I started playing, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is awesome. I won't go into deep, like long detail about it because I know you've talked about it before, Andre, and um, there's a good chance we'll talk about it more as I play more of it. But I think that game rules um, from what I've played so far. Uh, definitely not for everyone because it's clearly one of those. It's clearly like a Witcher type, big open world, it's, tons of shit to do. If, uh, if you were for say someone who hasn't played an Assassin's Creed game since Assassin's Creed two, is this a point you could jump in or is there just too much lore bullshit that it's like, no, nah. any of the three games in this sort of like ancient trilogy is what they, what it's mm-hmm. kind of referred to as you can get into. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like a lot of the lore stuff that, that Pat particularly likes, yeah. uh, but, uh, is, is just, it's, it's so, um, there's not too much of it, so that if you're very specific, uh, you could read you a, could, you, you, like right. a summary and go, or you could just uh, ignore it. you don't have to. You know, yeah. it, it, it would uh, be fine. Fair enough. It is, a summary will probably make you go, "Wait, what?" Because some of it is so <laughs> wild that just reading the sentence doesn't make a lot of sense. You could, you could yeah. Watch a YouTube uh, compilation. Yeah, but sure. um, but but uh, the the uh the games themselves don't really dig. I mean, they do like Odyssey has a lot of the wider lore stuff built into it, but at the same time you can appreciate it without actually having played 
any of the other games, I think. Um, Particularly like the ancient, like the story of Cassandra has, uh, (laughs) who is the canonical character, um, (laughs) uh, is so self-contained that you kind of like, so much so that like you have quests in your log and there's quests for like finishing her story. And then there's the quest for like the meta stuff that happens. Um, and they're kind of two separate things. Origins is even less connected to the main meta line of stuff. Like the meta mm-hmm. in origins is purely just, but that's connected to the movie. Well, I mean the character that you play as in these games, the like modern day character is connected to a character from the movie. Um, and God. origins really they just use the meta narrative to introduce the new character. It doesn't really mm-hmm. tell you that much. I mean you learn about her and who she is, but it doesn't really advance the meta plot that much. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. Is it how it how ludicrous is it like is it approaching Kingdom Hearts levels of ludicrosity in terms of just Odyssey how much totally lore stuff? Okay, great. Odyssey totally cool. does. Um <laughs> it's especially the fate of Atlantis DLC goes, uh, it's it's very wild. It's very cool if you're into Assassin's Creed, but it's, it's, it's something. Um, it's also huge, but, uh, then, um, Valhalla though, so far, literally, uh, I haven't been out of the animus at all. I don't mm-hmm. even think, I, I think it like started with, Layla, the character being like, all right, we're going to ninth century Norway. Does she have, or no, no, that's right. And it starts, it starts and has a really cool, like, uh, intro sequence. That's, um, kind of like Sony prestige style. Yeah. Where you're a child and like bad shit happens to set up who Eivor is. And then it like, the animus bugs out because it's like, is, is Eivor a, a boy or a girl? And, um, and then they talk about like, Oh, we need to sync this, get it all synced up and go fast forward to a time when the timelines are, are when the DNA strands are more tightly synced. And then you fast forward. And then I haven't, they haven't butt in again at all. I haven't left mm-hmm. Norway yet, but uh, none of the <laughs> so, modern day characters have talked. Yeah, since then. Well, once you, once you leave Norway, I believe yeah, you'll. I, that's when you'll get like out of the Atomus for the first time. Yeah. Um, I I am I have played a lot. I don't know how much more I have played, uh, but I've done oh, like way more than me. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So like, you're going through like discrete areas, and you're like building alliances, kind yeah. of like how in The Witcher Three, you do like, oh, I'm gonna go here, and I'm gonna do the like the Bloody Baron arc, and then I'm like these sections aren't as long, but it's a similar thing. We're like, I'm going to an area, I'm doing the quests in that area, and then I'm moving on, mm-hmm. um, and they um, break it up like that. Um, and I, so I've done let's like three of those. I've done like three of those arcs. Um, and they're they've all got their own thing going on, their own story. Uh, they've and none of them have like played out the exact same way. Like where I've had like some RPGs, which like every like Nino Cooney did this, where like every single zone was like the exact same thing. Um, right. And that's like totally. a very different game, but it was like the story played out the exact same way, and it was very frustrating. Here, like the stories you're doing and the stories they're telling, the way you're going about the quests and the solving them and the politics at play are all very different, which is uh, nice to see and refreshing, and makes it not so like, uh, like t- 
tiresome to like go to all these new areas and like oh well i'm level like 120 but this level is only this zone's like level 50 but there's it still feels like there's value going there yeah Uh, because it's yeah the uh i really like so far i think the characters are really interesting and they do a great job of making these characters feel like people in a way that they haven't done for me in an Assassin's Creed for a while. Not to say that origins and Odyssey doesn't have great characters. Cassandra's an amazing character, but she feels like Ezio in the way that they feel larger than life. And there's mm-hmm. and she's supposed to, because she is. Um, and, and there's like, I mean, it's not really a spoiler to say that like Cassandra is of the line of the ancients. You learn that pretty early in that game. And like, that's the whole, thing is like mm. she's she is a person but she's like also half ancient mm. so um so she's like sort of a demigod in a way mm-hmm. and that's why she can do things like jump off a building and not take any damage and in this game Avor and all the characters around them feel to me a little more like um like people i guess uh it's still people in a movie not like mm-hmm. not I, like your neighbor but i think as you avor becomes a bit more boisterous and like uh, becomes a bit more flamboyant as the game goes on and gains sure. confidence um but like early on it's very much like very more grounded yeah and and i don't think that it's bad for for them i'm i'm playing as the like let the animus decide the mm-hmm. the character's gender and it, um, it like switches randomly, doesn't it? Uh, not randomly. It's not random. Sorry, and not it's random. also, it's also not you. Like I've put like, I think around 10 hours into the game. Probably I'm playing real slow. I'm not like worried about finishing it before game of the year. So I'm just playing it at my pace. And, um, uh, she's not changed from being lady Ivor at all. Very frustrating for me because I like, I have seen the change. Um, I have seen the change and I've changed back and I need, I need Pat to get <laughs> yeah. to the point. I need Pat to see it. Well, to experience have, it. It's my primary game to play over the course of the, the, the holiday break mm-hmm. before we do game of the year. So I'm, I intend to have played most, if not all of it by the end, by that time. Cause um, there like it, it actually gave me like a holy shit. What am I okay? Uh, when I got to the moment, I was like, wait, excuse, hmm? yeah. <laughs> so, so that was cool. To, are there still assassins guilds and Abstergo and stuff like that? Or yes, uh, yes. And okay. <laughs> I don't. It's very early. I don't want to get into too many details because I think it's a cool thing. Okay, but I definitely early on. If you are into. If you're into if you're if you're particularly into the first few Assassin's Creed games, <laughs> sure. There was a thing early on that I was like, "Oh, okay, this is very cool." They, they, and uh, they, I wasn't expecting this. They ripped um, Altair and Ezio out from their from their. Not graves. quite. Not okay. quite. Uh, <laughs> technically, the they way, wouldn't have been the born way that yet. you say that makes me think. Hmm. <laughs> it takes place in like 872, and oh, it's, sure. it's before either of them would yeah. have been born. Listen, but, fair, fair time enough. travel, you know. Uh, well, um, <laughs> but that 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 response is not really of a hollow related response. It's more of an Odyssey related response. But what? Uh, oh God! Okay, I got. It. I need to get back to Odyssey. Odyssey. Holy shit! <laughs> if anyone anyone on the show who liked Odyssey should finish odyssey <laughs> uh god, god. 
weird. But uh, but but uh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I like um, the quick other quick hit stuff. Is I like the way that the combat in Valhalla feels as compared to Odyssey. It's mm-hmm. um, it's not quite Souls combat in terms of its like complexity and difficulty, but it's much heavier. It feels like a totally different game than Odyssey. Um, is Odyssey it? feels more like Spider-Man combat kind of, cause it's so fast and you're kind of whipping around mm-hmm. and, and doing counters and stuff. Whereas Valhalla is more like, Oh, and I'm playing it on hard, which has an effect, but it's like, Oh, I need to be blocking. Cause this guy will kill me if they hit me twice. Yeah, um, is, is it closer to like a God of war 2018 kind of feel? Um, closer. It's not as good as God of wars combat. Okay. Um, it's still probably the weakest part of the game, but it's not as, it's just a different feel. And when I say that, I don't mean that it's bad. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not on the level with like a souls game or God of war, but it, it's, it's, it's definitely it's, I like it more. I like it about as much as I think. I, I think I like the combat in the Witcher. So if you're like a Witcher three fan, I think this is holds up in some ways. It's more interesting to me because you get more tools as you play than you do in the Witcher. So cool. Um, you kind of have access to more. This game has a crazy like path of X style style skill tree. Oh no. Yeah. Oh um, wow. It's wild. Uh, it's not as big as path of exile. But okay. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's big though. Cause um, path of exiles is like insanely I mean, big. I'm going to, I'm going to put it, I'm going to drop it in our chat real quick. Cause I have, sure. I have one on hand. But I it, mean, it looks bigger than it is. Yes. Like there's I, a lot of empty space, but still, girl. um, it, it's, it's compared to what was in like Odyssey and origins. Oh, it's okay. Like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's big. Um, I mean, I'll if put, you, if you look at Odyssey and or, origins, origins is a little bit closer to this, but Odyssey is pretty, it's like more like Diablo two style skill trees. It's like three. Their thing now is there's always, combat stealth and ranged and that's what the Mm. different colors on it mean but what's cool in this game and this was less true of odyssey is as you go down like the stealth tree for example you still get like passive boosts to weapon damage Mm. and stuff like that so you can spec in a just because you're going down the stealth tree doesn't mean that like oh well i'm not getting any kind of boost for when i inevitably have to fight people because you you oh, can't you can't just stealth the whole game. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, and you can also respec your skill points at any time for free. You just push the button and it refunds all your points, which is very good. Because so you can't screw it up. Which is my biggest struggle with skill trees like this. Is like, oh no, I put five points in this direction when I started, and that sucks. Um. So yeah, I'm liking that. I'm liking the way gear works. There's basically like kind of no trash uh in that you can upgrade everything and as far as i can tell it doesn't have like you're not like picking up tons of common items and then junking them it's like Mm. like you do in in odyssey it's more like dark souls loot kind of Mm. um in that like i've only picked up like three weapons so far and i could upgrade all of them using materials to be better um i don't think i even have a way to get rid of them i'm sure there must be at some point a way to to 
to to lose them but i don't know it's it's uh it's cool so far i'm liking it uh yeah it's it's i'm enjoying my time with it and and tend to keep playing it um yeah so uh there was that and then the last thing i'll touch on kind of quickly so we can move to the news maybe our giant news yeah um (laughs) the uh so the uh call of duty black ops cold war battle pass started this week which um i'm really liking i actually like the stuff in this battle pass more than any single battle pass that modern warfare had um it has really good stuff in it now having played a fair amount of the cold war multiplayer i don't particularly want to go back to modern warfare not because i think Mm. it's necessarily better it's just so different that i'm kind of like okay and different in the league and dota way where if you look at it it looks the same but when you play it the movement feels different the shooting feels different um sure the moment to moment yeah and so i'm my friends and i are pretty like on cold war now (laughs) and uh this year what they've done which in my opinion this is awesome if you purchase the battle pass in Warzone or Cold War, first of all, everything in it can be used in Warzone specifically. Mm-hmm. It cannot be used in Modern Warfare. However, if you play Modern Warfare multiplayer, you can level it up by gaining experience and playing games. So it's the kind of thing where if you want the content for Warzone, but you don't want to buy or play cold war you can continue to play modern warfare to level up the battle pass and people have started a campaign claiming that because it's the content in it doesn't work in modern warfare's multiplayer that treyarch is breaking the law (laughs) and that they should get like Uh. i guess sued but what these people want is not like refunds or like better labeling it seems to be that they just want them to put the content into modern warfare's base multiplayer and like just like put new guns and stuff into modern warfare and keep supporting modern warfare is so is modern warfare just done or is there no more like there's no more content being added okay um so basically it's done Mm -hmm. it's just i mean people play that game for years and they should it's a great game um you know, I think you can make an argument that it's better than Cold War for sure. Uh, but it's just the, been the wildest thing to watch people have these meltdowns. And when you combine it with now, if you like the, the SBMM thing, which stands for skill-based matchmaking, which has been God. in pretty much every video game for the last 20 years. Yep. Um, yep. Because it was publicized as being part of Modern Warfare and Infinity Ward was kind of out there like, hey, we've developed a really strong skill-based matchmaking system and that's why we don't have a ranked mode. That's uh, also in Cold War and it works really, really well. My friends and I played, I don't know, probably 20 games last night, maybe. We played for like three hours. And in that time, so we, we probably didn't play that many games, but it was like 10 at least you know we had like two games where we kind of got smashed and then the rest of the time were like close or games that we did really well it was a lot of fun good ratio of like good games to bad games sure but like people will if i said that to somebody 
on the internet right now, they would their response would be, "We'll post your KD." And then if I showed them that my kill death <sighs> ratio was around like one one point two, I think they would be like, "Yeah, it's because you suck. That's why." Because you're a shitty player, so you get good games. Because that's the system's designed to keep you playing and spending mm-hmm. money. But since I go five, we have a KD of five. Sometimes they make me play esports pros, and I can't play it with my friends anymore and have fun. It's like <laughs> that sounds exhausting. Off I have the to rip. Say. It's oh my so God. exhausting. It's These, insane. It makes it sound like the same people who, um, in League or Dota, make Smurf accounts. You know, yes, like to game. Oh the God, like. Like and like and they're like yeah this is the way you should play it because now I can stomp all the time ha 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 their demand their demand is that they remove skill based matchmaking and make a ranked mode that's wild so that people can play ranked mode you should have a ranked mode but that doesn't mean you should get well wait ranked is skill based matchmaking whatever but they okay so the reasoning I've seen is they like if they don't want to be sweaty. You know, if yes. they just want to like take it easy, they can go into casuals. If they want to like be on top of their shit and be you know try hard, then go to rank mode. But the issue is, what they want is for players like me. If mm-hmm. they put in a rank mode, I'm not going to play it because I don't yeah. want to play with people going. Cause, I mean, I play with two friends, so I don't want to get two two randoms who are going to scream at us yeah. about yeah. like ruining their rank. Yeah. So what they want is for people players like us to continue to play in unranked mode so that they can jump into unranked. And then smoke us and like hang out with their friends and have a fun mm-hmm. casual time getting like 400 kills against and yep. making it not fun for us. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, but, I, but that would also have like skill based matchmaking. So like eventually if you played it enough, it would level out. But my favorite thing is people will point to like games in the past. Like Halo 2 is a favorite that people point to that they had rank mode, they had casual mode. And but both modes use the same skill-based matchmaking yes. system. Yes. It was only the ranked mode just put your rank like out there for people to see. Yep. Uh, it's, it's absurd and um, like just silly. Like, I don't know. Uh, and, and the, the thing they always say is like, well, you clearly don't want to strive. That's, that's what it is. Cause <laughs> since you like skill-based matchmaking, you oh, don't want to try to achieve things in life. It says a lot about you as a person. I, I'm so glad that I don't play these kinds of games. Cause it sounds like the like least fun. You, so you can ignore all this oh, stuff. I just see it because my friends and I are oh, masochists okay. and like to read all of the garbage. Oh, I mean, listen, uh, I'm a masochist too when it comes to internet garbage. Yeah, so we like, could be playing it and never even interacting. Like I, you could definitely play this game and not even know what SBMM stands for mm-hmm. because it's, if yeah. you just play the game, it's nobody talks about it in game. Um, but it's, it's uh, and you can just turn off. I, actually, I wouldn't know if people talk about it in the game because I have all chat turned off. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's, voice, that seems so. like the, the way to play, uh, yes. but it's insane. I will say to close it out, they also put prop hunt back in oh, and yeah. prop hunt is a lot of fun and we're really hoping that they just keep it in all the time because it's extremely funny hey if if you want to play more of it download gary's mod because it's uh, in there forever but i want to play it i want to play it while it's also leveling up my battle pass true fair (laughs) Uh, which is very nice that it's still you still get xp for doing it and leveling up weapons because even though they give you like a stock weapon and everyone has the same weapon you get level up points for the weapon when you experience points for the weapon when you kill the props sure um for for those who don't know what prop hunt is, I it's, don't. it's basically imagine you're on a multiplayer map or any map, and you know how there's like boxes of Chinese food that are there of takeout boxes, yeah. and then there's like 
lamps and all this stuff Ladders just like and yeah like random all the random junk that you junk. know has physics on it that like fall around if you shoot it and stuff right there, but it's not normally aimed at being part of the gameplay it's just more of like set dressing right, set dressing exactly and what there is is there is a team of hiders and a team of seekers essentially and the hiders hide themselves as some kind of prop as some kind of thing as the set dressing and then hides among all the other ones and the other team has to find them. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. It's and really fun. It is. And the way that they do it in, in, in cold war is when you're on a, on the prop team, you start as a prop and then you have the ability to change to a different prop two times in the round. And you have uh, a stun grenade you can drop to give yourself a little bit of like separation. If someone finds you and, um, then you have some controls for like locking yourself in place and stuff. Uh, if you hold the left mouse button down and, um, then, uh, every, I want to say it's 20 seconds. Each prop whistles so that the other team can like kind of try to figure out where they are on the map by following the whistle. And so then, yeah, you're, you, once someone finds you, you have to sprint away. So like I was sprinting through a field as a, as a pallet of cocaine, last night on <laughs> one of the maps with someone firing an AK 47 at me uh, uh, is also, and it's just, it's the funniest thing to watch. Uh, yeah. It's so good. Um, and because of the, the range of maps, like that was the, like uh, the, like drug base map. And then there's also, they put a shopping mall in the new season. So there's like a shopping mall map and, you're running around the shopping mall map is like a child, like riding toy or uh, an arcade cabinet or like a wet floor sign is probably my favorite prop on the shopping mall map. (laughs) And it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, And hopefully it stays in forever. What if they put prop hunt in like a Tony Hawk game and then you had to like hide around as like a park bench or and then they had to grind like, you, or like a fire hydrant, or whatever. Yeah, you have to grind on the props. Yeah, or grind or stall or you know kick flip over. So the only reason I think it, it would be like tough could do, and it's sort of tough in Cold War, and this is why I don't know that they will keep it in forever. If you know the maps really well, yeah. you can go. Right, there's not supposed to be a wet floor sign there, and then it's pretty easy to find the people. Yeah. This floor ain't uh, wet. It's hard to make yourself inconspicuous <laughs> if you're playing against people who know the maps super, 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 yeah. super well. Yep. That, that's what made it really hard with randos in Gary's mod. It's because people just got to, they played it so much they memorized the maps. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what they should have done is done two maps per week in Cold mm-hmm. War Prop Hunt so that mm-hmm. you have to play two new maps every week. Mm-hmm. And then probably by the end of the week, there would be people who just play Prop Hunt and they like, memorize it yeah but then it'll yeah. roll over so it, it mm-hmm. never turns into that issue um instead they just put all the maps in the hopper so mm. you can get any map uh mm-hmm. man anyway there, that just reminds me there's a news story we didn't add to the list no surprisingly given it's the long news story or long gary's long, mod long, two no <laughs> gary's <laughs> mod 2.0 baby no it, it's um like speaking of other gary's mod mods like there's murder which is really good um, which is basically, it's kind of a hidden role game in a manner of speaking where, uh, you have a murderer who's hiding their role and they can kill, kill the other people. And then there's other people that have specific abilities. 
um, uh, wh- whatever. And then there's also Trouble in Terrace Town, which is very similar. If you've ever heard of any of these, where you know there are uh, defectors or you know bad guys among them and among us you could say and what uh, like who would say yeah, such a thing yeah then there's like again they have like specific abilities like there's one called the jester where if you you if the jester tries to act uh not innocent or guilty or whatever and they get killed they actually win the game because people they they want to be killed uh and for people to suspect them but if you act too suspicious and they they'll be like oh don't kill that guy they're the jester like that kind of stuff and there's like a bunch of different roles like that Anyways, yeah, the news is Fortnite is bringing oh, yeah. a, 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 mo- a mode in that looks very much like Among Us or Trouble in Terrorist Town. Like, mm-hmm. like almost one-to-one copy of Among Us. But anyways. Uh, when does Fortnite ever... I would never make us talk about Fortnite, but i would make us talk about dark souls 3 wherein there and other dark souls games have a spell called camouflage oh yeah which will turn you into a a random object from the area you're in oh you don't pick the object no it just turned like but it it is context appropriate so you won't turn into like a you know something that isn't from the place you're in sure and so i got invaded um once in like a library and this person was running around. It's like, I have no healing items. I've got like low health. I'm just trying to get through here. Mm. I know where I need to go, but this person is just going to like try and snipe me or something. So I just went in like a safe room where I knew they couldn't see me from anywhere else. And I just turned into a chair and like, I watched them run by and like run out. That's great. And I just run around. That's, I'm just, like, just going to wait fun. you out. I'm just going to wait here. That's the super satisfying thing about these is like you definitely I had a game last night where I I was I made myself into like a traffic cone <laughs> and I placed myself such that it just I just blended in mm-hmm. and someone ran around me and they shot all the objects around me yes. but not me <laughs> that's the best. and I just sat there and on voice chat of course with friends I mean I would I don't know that I would enjoy this as much if I was playing solo queue yeah. but with friends mm-hmm. I was just like we were all just like holy shit holy shit holy shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so good. good yeah I love that stuff that sounds fun. All right. Well, uh, I would share what I've been, I've been playing, but we're about to talk a whole lot about oh it my God. in the news. Uh, I continue to play yeah. Cyberpunk, but uh, that's it's. I'll I'll come back when I've got more more thoughts. Maybe next week when there's less news about it. It's like what a week. Yeah, oh I don't. God. What a season. I would vote. What a season. To, I don't think we need to go down every single bullet point. <laughs> I know. I think. I yeah. Think so I think, uh, I think we do because okay. it's maybe you one of the most. I think I'll it's one of the most momentous new. Like it's it's insane. It, like yes, it's, I it's, don't. It's, it was it's, like the, the following it was wild. The discourse think, has been exhausting, but like I think it it does need to be talked about. Yeah. I, um. I. Yeah, take it away then. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you all talk about it because I'm 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 cyberpunked out. <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't blame you. I mean, it's no, been it, it's been exhausting. It's been a wild week, and uh, like just for context for people who are listening, uh, we have a Google Doc where we keep all of our notes for each episode, right? Um, and one of them is the news. The specific list of cyberpunk is maybe like. 
It's a page. It's it's like a page on Google Docs. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's roughly Sing, the length, single spaced. It's it's like it's, the length of our normal news news section just for this one bullet yeah. point essentially. Yeah, but yeah, that doesn't mean it'll take as long as our normal news section. No. Otherwise, yeah, because it, it has a lot more of the um, like details in there than we normally have. But man, what a week! It was what, what a week. What okay, a let's just, let's, okay. let's jump into it then reflect on it because right. yeah. So. Uh, so, uh, la- was it last week? Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven came out. Yep. Yep. And uh, people went, "Hey, this like PS four and Xbox version and the PC version to some extent, it's kind of fucked, isn't it?" Well, it, even <laughs> even if you go one step before that, there was the reviews that came up before the release, and they're like, "Okay, you were specifically giving you the PC version. PC version. We're, yeah, we're, we're not going right. to give you the other ones, and you can't review those yet." You yeah. can rec- like it, people request specifically requested like PlayStation Four or PlayStation Five like they were specifically requested well, codes they, for yeah. it yeah yeah and then like also they, then couldn't, they couldn't use their own footage said, and it was weird and then they said no but yeah and then they couldn't use footage that wasn't specifically like B roll that CD Projekt mm-hmm. Red had yeah. given them not yeah. like stuff that they recorded on their own I, I can't believe yeah. people like agreed to that part of the embargo but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, so, uh, yes. Yeah, so the game came out last week, and people went, "Hey, this, this is like buggy." That's you know, it's whatever these open world games, Bethesda games, yeah. etc. Right. But the the performance, the quality of the PS4 and the Xbox One were such that people felt uh, duped and misled, uh, which. CD Projekt Red later came out and said, "Yeah, we deliberately didn't show those versions of the game." Um, yeah. So, which like you could infer, but I mean, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So people were very unhappy, and, and the starting, ways, oh yeah, the ways in which they were fucked were very legitimate things to be unhappy about, though. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like right. much like, more, much more than open world jank. It's like taking minutes to load, and then like the textures pop like looking like PS one textures and then like, yeah. right. Crashing. And people were saying people were, people were comparing it like to the Witcher three's launch and how that wasn't, you know, that, that had bugs in it, but it's less like, um, Those you know, Oh ha ha. Yeah. Roach is roach in sky versus, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, this is like actual, like, large like big scale large they just, scale they went from putting the horse issues. in the sky to putting the car underground i don't see what the issue is <laughs> uh so yeah so uh people felt misled uh duped and because this game was not what was marketed uh as it is on the ps4 and the xbox one it is not what they marketed which big surprise uh at this point there are mm-hmm. new consoles out but anyway uh, so people started asking Sony and Microsoft for refunds, and CD Projekt Red said, "Hey, um, we're going to put out some patches in January and February uh, that are going to hopefully address some of your major concerns. And in the meantime, if you are unwilling to wait, you can go ahead and contact your retailer, the person, the." people you bought it from whether that be sony or microsoft or the, the physical or brick and mortar store yeah. that you bought this thing from you can ask for a refund and and boy did uh, those retailers love that oh yeah, yeah. sony was <laughs> like uh, no what excuse me 
Who? Well, the way that they specifically said, hey, you can get refunds from these places and did not, you know. New, new phone, who dis? Yeah, <laughs> did not like work with those retailers on getting refunds. So they're like, um. Uh, we yeah. talked about this last week because this had happened last week. Uh, by this time, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, not this I, part, I like, though. Because like uh, the, the screenshots of people like contacting Sony support being like, hey, so CD Projekt Red said I could get a uh, refund. Uh, like that that was this week. And, yeah, and, and, and then like, Sony no. being like, uh, and Sony being that's like, not um, part of our policy. No? We, we can't, we don't have the, we, like as a, me as a support agent cannot do that. It's not in our system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so people well, were just yeah. like. Well, it's, well, it goes like they have like specific yeah, anti-consumer um refund policies in place yep uh it's like you can refund things but it's like you can't have downloaded it like you can pre-purchase you can't download uh microsoft is like if you've played more than two hours you can't refund etc etc so yeah and apparently on steam like there's a specific glitch where even if it was shut down it would still that that has become very like i got that with assassin's creed uh, Valhalla, like on the Epic Store, and I've I had it with like uh, Metal Wolf Chaos on the PS4 last year. Like, Interesting. so my yeah, uh, my playtime was up at like forty eight hours, and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's definitely happened for other stuff too, but that was like a specific like yeah, I yeah. can't like you, you I can't do the automatic the easy Steam mm-hmm. refund because yes, yes because of the you know position. because of this glitch yeah uh, so uh, that's you know that's that stuff is like par for the course and like it's, it sucks, but I don't, that wasn't like a malicious thing or mm-hmm. that was just like a weird bug. Uh, so eventually then there was like some weird stuff in the middle where a game that was banned or like taken off sale in 2018. Oh. Yeah. This from is like, like a, a Taiwanese developer is coming back on sale called devotion. So, mm-hmm. so the, the reason that's relevant is because it happened on GOG, which is also owned by CD project, not CD project. Yes. Red. Yes. It's, but it's, it's the same parent company. Yeah. It was around the same time as all of this, uh, Ref, like the refund thing that they put out yeah. is like with if it wasn't within the same day it was like within the same 24 hours yeah it, where, it, yeah. it was this week yeah it was like yeah so yeah like they, they've been having all those issues and then like the next morning they're like oh gamers requested that we take it off the store and that's like bullshit um, yeah so we dev- know exactly who requested that it be taken off the store yeah, like devotion ha- is a game that did come out last year or a couple years ago i can't remember but it's from a couple years ago yeah yeah and it was, it's from a taiwanese developer uh and it's a horror game that had some reference to winnie the pooh as a criticism mm-hmm. of uh she's Xin- yeah. jinping and i think that was like just was like, a, even- like a placeholder asset no it, 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 it was deliberate I remember. I, I, I don't know if it, I don't I, know I think if it that was, they were, I don't uh, think like, it was supposed to be in there. I don't like, even think it was like explicitly like because of the people who made it and where like the region it's from basically because it's from like, you know, uh, a country that has uh, issues with China. The inclusion of Winnie the Pooh is could easily be seen as targeted at Xi Jinping and why else would it be there if it, if it weren't that like, but I don't think there was any like, Oh, we're going to sneak in a reference to Winnie the Pooh. It was just like, here's a picture of Winnie the Pooh in like a frame or something. Yeah. But regardless, like, so GOG, the company owned by CD project put it up and they're like, yeah, we're hosting this game. And everyone was like, Oh cool. This game got pulled from stores. We've been wanting to play it. 
and no one else would host it. So hurrah. And then within two hours, they're like, oh yeah, we're, uh, ga- gamers. gamers have overwhelmingly messaged us telling they don't want us on the, on the store. Yeah. So let's, we're, we're removing it. Uh, sorry, everybody. Yeah. And they specifically were like, game, gamers just asked us to not do this. I don't know. And it's like, uh, people have been looking through like the replies to the GOG, um, like initial tweet. And it's like, no. Gamers weren't saying that. I don't yeah. know. Gamers are upset. Um, well, yeah. you know who did hear from the gamers? Sony. They heard the gamers <laughs> loud and clear. They said, we do not want Cyberpunk 2077 on the PlayStation. So Sony said, you got it, homies. And they delisted Cyberpunk 2077 from purchase from the, from the PlayStation store. Until further notice. Until further notice, uh, they have a special refund policy. Specifically, uh, yep. Specifically yeah. only for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, it just absolutely like, bonkers. They, they made they, an exception they did it. to the rule, they, essentially. They put, up, they put up a like a statement at like 1 a.m. Poland time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, hmm. So it was like... 10 hours later or something, CD Projekt Red finally made a statement. Uh, so it's like, in talks with Sony, like, hmm, were, were you in talks with Sony about this? Yeah, was this uh, it, it something came ac- that you were... It came across, yeah. as Patrick Klepek put it, it came across as a big fuck you from Sony. <laughs> it, it, it really did. Yeah. Like, which- you're going you're gonna to tell people to... Like, you know, ask us for refunds. You're going to overwhelm our support channels, which, hey, your support channels need to be better. You need to not, you know, you need to give people refunds for for things uh, within reason. But, yeah, um, you can still buy the game on PS4 and, at a retailers, uh, like yep. brick and mortar store, uh, disc version, Amazon or whatever. But you cannot buy it on the PSN. Um, Microsoft is... Yes, until further notice. It, <laughs> what if it never came back up on the PS on like PS4? They're just like it's that would it's be, not coming out on PS4. It's not acceptable. Gnarly. That'd be gnarly. Uh, Microsoft, it is still available Microsoft. on yeah. on Xbox. They have, I believe, I think I can't remember which side I saw it from, but said there is no like conversation happening about like delisting it or anything. It hasn't been clear, but they they have also extended their refund policy specifically for yes. Cyberpunk. Yes. Also, until but there's no notice. As, yeah, as far as I know, there's no talk of delisting it from the Microsoft Store. No, that hasn't been a there. thing. But yeah, yeah, they also Best Buy has come out and said, hey, even with open copies of physical games, you can refund it here too if you want, because people have been requesting it. God damn, just leave us alone. <laughs> and, the, and then yesterday, at the time of recording this, CDPR themselves came out and said. Hey, if your store of choice will not refund it for you, show us proof and get back to us and we'll refund it for you up until December 21st. Uh, And then some people are mad that when they ask Microsoft or Sony to refund the game, that they also lose access to the game, which is that one doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that (laughs) it's people. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but. As someone who works in internet retail and sometimes touches CS tickets, it's extraordinarily common for people to expect that they won't have to return an item when it's like defective or something. Like they'll go like, "Oh, this item, 
this part of it doesn't work really well, so I'm going to need a refund. And then when you say, okay, we'll get an RMA to you, their response is like, well, it doesn't work. Why do I have to return it? And it's like, well, because we'll fix it and put it as a refurbished or something mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and recoup some of the cost. Um, and, you know, like retailers like Amazon have definitely gone a long way. And like Amazon will say, well, we don't want it back. It's cheaper for you to just keep it. Um, it's yeah. like, I think it has generated a mentality in people that like, if it's busted, you get to keep it. And a lot, in a lot of cases that comes from a place of like, well, this function doesn't work, but the other one does. So if I can get a refund and keep it, I can still use it. And it's like, no, <laughs> it's fair to want a refund because the game's broken, but you don't get to keep playing it. <laughs> yeah, that's it's shenanigans. Uh, it's uh, it's a thing. It's shenanigans could be this whole entire saga. It this, it is not even it's not even the end of it. Oh yeah, uh, no, it, it won't be the end of it. Uh, but yeah, so this whole this whole fiasco has led to CD Projekt Red or CD Projekt losing six point uh, six billion dollars in stock price or value on the on the market. Yeah, on the Polish stock market specifically. Yeah, like is where they're listed. Six point six billion in a week. They were Ugh. like and, the and, biggest tech company in Poland, uh, I believe. Yeah. And there was and, an article that came, or I don't know if it was an article or just a tweet or whatever that came out saying, oh, within the launch window, they've already recouped all their costs from development and mm-hmm. marketing and all that stuff. And now it's just like, Ooh. now it's just like, mm, this oh, is, a, <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, just yesterday, or there was a story from Jason Schreier and, God damn it, Jason. Shut the fuck up sometimes, my guy. Uh, there was an all-hands meeting where the staff got uh, pretty upset with management and were like, yep. uh, excuse me. They were hostile, apparently. Like, yeah. This is on you, yeah. And asking, like, totally is. asking good questions like, hey, how are we making this game about like anti-corporatism while you're forcing us into these, you know, death march crunch hours and... Uh, you know, how are you making promises like, oh, the game runs great when and the game's finished basically like in January when the game was very much not finished. Yeah. Yeah. It's and good. They should be doing yes. that because like yes. the, yeah. the on the ground developers are not to blame for any of this. Oh, like, absolutely not. It is a hundred percent all the people at the top. Like, yes, 100%. I don't think if you're, if you are someone who is upset about cyberpunk and, PS4 stuff and all this whatever which is valid don't be mad at the developers or the QA team or like the artists yeah. or whatever it's not their fault no QA, QA team knows oh no, yeah. Right. yeah QA yeah. team they knows almost, better than anybody they almost yeah. certainly yeah. a lot of these issues were bringing them up but yeah. you know yeah like QA ha- probably has a list of all these bugs and more that management didn't deem important enough to fix mm-hmm. yep. yeah it is probably likely what happened Yep. Yep. No uh, shippable. And it's not a time Which, thing. It's it's a it's a the it's it's a structure management and scoping and yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. It's a fundamental thing which this brings me up to another bullet point we have here about the certification where people were starting to get upset at Sony and Microsoft about their cert process and like how could you let this through 
And like, how could you let through a game with, that has all the, these bugs and is bad? How could you? How dare you? But that's that's not what cert is. Yeah, um, <laughs> Alex did yeah. a really good thread on the uh, fixed um, Twitter account that specifically was like, "This is what certification means. This is what they look for when they're certifying a game." Yeah, it does not mean that it's a good game or that it's a. I th- you know, play, even like necessarily playable, just that it's not going to like brick your console. Or- I do think if, um, if like given that information, if I was an executive at Sony, I would probably say, we need to figure out a way to keep this from happening again because it's cost us yeah. a lot of money. And I might start developing, maybe not even call it cert, but developing a process by which to kind of weed out some of these really buggy games to put like warnings on the store or something. Because I mean, definitely I think um, whether it should be the responsibility or not, anytime you're selling a product to work on your hardware, like from a store that you are operating, there is a degree of like, well, I bought it from you and it's busted on your thing. It's yeah. not their oh, totally. fault, obviously, but it is it is interesting. I wonder they allowed if, it to be sold on their platform. Yes. I wonder if there will be wider ramifications and changes to the not the cert process. I'm not even talking about that, but the wider process by which games get, you know, released for these consoles. Mm. Um uh because it seems I would want to avoid <laughs> this kind of thing again if I were Sony. That's tough though. Like, yeah, I, it's, I, it's hard because um, like the vast number of games that are released on every single year, it's like, that's a big ask. And I mean, oh, I know. It, yeah, it's possibly, sure. it's probably an ask that should be asked, but my biggest concern would be towards um, like Small indie teams. games. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Small, smaller devs. Like if, if, if that, if, and, by doing that, then they go, okay, well, we're not going to allow, you know, these small yeah, developers. I'm kind to be of less saying thing. that I think there should be greater gatekeeping and more kind of musing on. I wonder if there's been a lot of talk that I've seen of like, well, maybe this will finally send a message to AAA studios. I don't think it will. I, I think this is going to be a drop in the bucket. I think that by this time next year, there will be another disaster game that has come out and done all of not as maybe not to this degree, but has made a lot of mistakes again. And yeah, people like the first disaster game, though. But um, this is this is like pretty monumental in just how I, much. Yeah, the, like how much. Um, I don't know if it'll necessarily change AAA, but I do think that it will be have a definite effect on like CD Projekt. Yeah, it's 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 affected their sure. reputation immensely in one week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They have and it's like, so oh, much goodwill. I still, right, and they had so much goodwill after mm-hmm. Witcher 3. Yep. Like, and maybe you'll be able to throw this on Aged Milk. I still, I'm still positive that when they announce Witcher 4, everyone's going to freak out. And people, <laughs> there's going to be a group of people that are like, but remember Cyberpunk? Justifiably, I'm not yeah. saying that I'm, <laughs> that I, and, but, but uh, the wide thing angle, I mean, Sam said it in our chat was, well, I'd be excited about Witcher 4 because they haven't fucked one of those up yet. And it's like, when that gets announced, that's going to be the thing that saves, and no one's going to think about cyberpunk for a little bit. No mm-hmm. one. The wider public is going to be like, well, we'll give them another shot with Witcher 4. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I think, I mean, I think. It's, I don't know if I 100% over over agree, again. but we'll see. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. And I, I could be wrong too, but. Yeah. I think like something we've talked about among ourselves is that like the 
public has a very short-term memory. Like this is their window for playing it. This is their window for caring about it. So it's yeah. entirely possible in six months, Cyberpunk 2077 will be everything it claims be like, and more. Yeah, right. But like even when you saw people talking about, oh, you pre-ordered a game based on hype. Look at No Man's Sky, and it's right. like, well, well people, look, people you're also are forgetting. Specific- like, yeah, No Man's Sky got way better. Right, and people were specifically saying like. Um, like No Man's Sky was trending on Twitter because people were saying like, wow, this wasn't even the case with No Man's Sky, which I think is like a false equivalency because, I mean, No Man's Sky was absolutely playable on launch. It was just not mm-hmm. the game that people wanted. But yeah. um, but there's still like a really wide perception of that game based off of when it came out versus what that game has become. I, I um, would almost say the discrepancies between the trailers that they showed for no man's sky and what that game looked like on ps4 on launch day are in the same ballpark as the discrepancies with cyberpunk like I mean, that game looked really bad on it, console at looking launch. but but um, it's like it's like what, but what i still it looks agree like with versus you. like playable like i played um no man's sky on ps4 the day it launched and it's like you know, it might not be the necessarily the game that people wanted, but it was still playable. And I it think was, the it, other thing with No Man's Sky is there was such a wide range of experiences you could get that, like, yeah. when I first rolled, it was not playable. It ran at 12 frames per second consistently. Oh, really? Completely wow. Completely unplayable. Because of the planet that I rolled, it had, mm. like, stuff on it that was causing it to chunk up. Which, to my understanding, is Cyberpunk's issue is that it's just the frame rate gets so bad. That's what there, makes it unplayable on there, previous there gen consoles. Where if it's really busy, yeah. like even on my like thirty seventy, it's just like, and we're down to like fifteen frames. So, I, but I still agree with you that oh. I think it's a false equivalency because I think with No Man's Sky, it was also a twelve person team. Mm-hmm. It was also oh, yeah. a thirty dollar oh, yeah. game. Oh yeah, um, no sixty. And, it, it was sixty, but it, it was sixty. Oh, okay. but, yeah. Uh, it was originally but, supposed and, to be a thing. And I believe I they, also issued, that. they also issued yeah. refunds for it, Yep, if I recall at the time. Um, and I feel and, like the No Man's Sky team really did a good job of a like bringing stuff to the game afterwards, which, I mean, the, the CD team, Project I mean, Red yeah. might do. But right. I feel like they were specifically, you know, their, their, their um, messaging was always pretty much on the up and up, I would say, at least I, that's what I recall, uh, versus cyberpunk being like, um, sorry, you're playing it on the old console. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a degree I'm trying to, to tread carefully cause I am in, not interested in defending cyber CD project in this scenario for any reason. I mean, they've just stepped in it all around. I think there is a degree of like, with No Man's Sky, it was like it came out and there were lots of angry gamers. And then there were the people like me who were like, who had really come to like Sean Murray and stuff and the team over time from the updates. And I do think I have a bit of bias towards No Man's Sky because I found the team very personable. Right up until launch, there was not really any indication it was going to be as messy as the game was. And right. the response yeah. to it was to say, hey, we're sorry, we're going dark now for six months before we talk again, basically, which was smart, but it, they were pretty radio silent for a while versus the cyberpunk. It's interesting because it came out, they had a legion of gamers to defend them. And then those gamers turned on them. And so now there's, it feels like they're kind of getting it from both angles of people who all along were like, I don't like you because this game looks like edge lordy and I have justifiable reasons for having problems with the game. And so now I'm going to say, ha ha ha, look, you're fucked now. 
this is great. I love it. And then there's the gamers who are excited who are saying, we're not defending you anymore because we're pissed at you. <laughs> so yeah. they're just like, I think that's the even bigger issue here as opposed yeah. to things like mass effect and no man's sky is mm. no, everyone's pissed off at them. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Cause <laughs> like, then like you are finding people with very justifiable reasons of like finding systems that are totally broken. Like, how, Oh, it's sure. Like yeah. the, the driving or like the AI for driving. It's like, they don't actually exist and stuff like that. The cars disappear. Uh, the, the pedestrians yeah, can you, disappear. Yeah, some of, yes, some if of you make pedestrians is... scared, if you like shoot a gun, pedestrians freak out, and then if you look away and turn back, they'll just disappear. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Where it's like, okay, that's not a bug. <laughs> that's yeah, no, that's specifically. Just... And there was a really yeah. interesting thread on Twitter where, like, that was that was talking about it. Where it's like, wait, were the bugs just covering this up, especially for? Like, uh, like reviewing where people say, oh, the driving AI sucks, but that's maybe just a bug or like you, you notice something, but you're like, oh, that's a bug that'll get fixed. But it's like a lot deeper and a lot more systemic. What I, that's the system. What yeah. I will say is, you know, again, I do agree with you that it's a false equivalency to say it's the same as No Man's Sky. But I do think if you look at No Man's Sky, um, they didn't just fix bugs. That game today is oh uh, yeah, uh, it's they basically like two or three sequels too. along. I mean, it's like a totally different game than it was then. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if CDPR's management even considered saying, "We know this game's pretty broken." They probably didn't think it was going to be as bad as it it has been. <laughs> I would assume they didn't because if they did think that and they did it anyway, that's like. I don't know about Poland's laws, but that's that's criminal negligence of your company here. Mm. You can go to jail for like tanking your stock price knowingly like that here. But sure. um, yeah, but 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 I wonder if they knew it was going to be a mess and they said, no, 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 it's going to be OK. We're going to do a no man's sky to it over the next two years. And then uh, after that, maybe. we can release a broken game forever because people will go, oh, they'll fix it like they did with Cyberpunk. Yeah, but people I'm still not saying don't. they're right. Yeah. But I'm saying I I could see that 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 being their thought process uh yeah. team. Yeah, I just still don't think that people, you know, look at it that way. Like that people still think, oh, no man's sky. Like that's no, a no, bad game. I don't versus, think they do. Yeah. I think it's a combination of people have short memories and they I do think that in two years there's gonna be a lot of people, and I say this because I'm a person like this for No Man's Sky, who are gonna go no, no, it's really great now, and don't really talk about the issues that it had at launch. Um, so sure, I don't or, know. Or Fallout seventy six well, is apparently having a similar arc. Yeah, they uh, well, CD Projekt Red saw how well Hades was doing, and they saw like, oh, Ubisoft is doing a Greek mythology game, and but we can't really fit that into Cyberpunk, so we're just going to become Icarus. Yeah. We're going to fly too <laughs> close to the sun. Uh, I think what I suspect this will have a larger effect on is more on the, and this I think is not going to be positive is going to be more on the platform holders and retailers side. And it's only going to hurt smaller teams because I think that there's going to be, they're going to be more skittish about projects generally and wanting to see uh, more assurances. A company like GameStop who is already in trouble is going to, this is going to make them less likely to take risks on games that maybe look a little rough um, because 
you know, I'm sh- yes, it hits CD Projekt financially, but it hits all these retailers financially too. So mm. it'll be interesting to see. And they don't have a short term memory as gamers at large. Um, so I think it'll be interesting uh, to see what happens. I don't know. There. Investors are stupid though. <laughs> they investors are yes, but I mean more like the people that are are in charge of customer service departments mm. at Sony and stuff sure. who are yeah. going to be like screaming at their managers and like, and I don't even mean people that are like just CS managers. Mm-hmm. I mean, customer like service people, will remember that. I mean, people at the top of the chain, you know, VPs and stuff uh-huh. yeah. are going to be saying, Hey, uh, uh, we can't do this again. Uh, Sean, uh, what's, Oh God, what's his name? Andrew Ryan. No, what's his Andrew Jim Ryan. Ryan will, Andrew Jim Ryan, Ryan is will gonna, remember that. Andrew Ryan's going to make a new, uh, a new utopia oh, no. for game development where you don't have to go through cert and you can just make the game you want to make. And it's called and the, the Ouya. Exactly. <laughs> Andrew Ryan's the Ouya. I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be wild to watch the story. I'm almost more excited about the future of cyberpunk now than I would have been not excited in the like, yeah, cyberpunk in the sense of, and I want to watch where all this goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, apparently they put out a patch yesterday that fixed some issues people were having, like the AMD stuff. Like, so they are making well, improvements. The this the thing I continued yes. to hear from um from reporting, like you would hear the stories of like the death march crunching, which is awful. Um, but then I would usually hear it tempered with somebody else who knew someone at CDPR saying like everyone's passionate about the the product and the project. It's not like people are crunching and wish they could quit. I'm sure that those people exist, that that exists everywhere, but that a lot of the people that were working on it, it was like kind of a labor of love, even if it was fucked from a management perspective. And so I would assume that there's passion behind it as much as I hope that those people are being super critical of management because they should be. Yeah. My understanding is there's a desire to, just to, for that game to be good, there there <laughs> are the good, teams. There are good parts of the game. Yeah. Uh, like I, I feel like more positive on it than I did last week, uh, where I was kind of like, yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, it's still not you know the game they promised. I don't think, but there there are there are shining parts beneath the the turd sure. that mm-hmm. this is CD Projekt uh, Red, you know pinched off but <laughs> i think there's also opportunity for people to learn more about game development through all this too mm-hmm. oh um, but they will like uh, no, no i don't absolutely, think I absolutely right. not i don't think gamers at large will i mean more people like me where sure. like uh and and there were things like there was the gif going around that kotaku was reporting on that was like the characters player characters a monstrosity if you bug it out into third person but that's what a first-person rig looks yeah, like. That's, that's, that's not how yeah. it works. That's <laughs> what your Call of Duty character looks like in single-player. <laughs> seeing the uh, shadows of my character sometimes, I'm like, I don't have any hair. Why am I now, T-posing right is, now? now that I have no funny. head. What is going on? I yeah. did, I so I, you can look in the mirror sometimes, and I looked in the mirror, I was like, why is my hair gone? That's I weird. did not shave I don't, my head. <laughs> I believe the mirror is not yeah. rendering the... Obviously, it's not rendering the first-person rig. It's not no, a real mirror. No, it's not a reflection. No, but <laughs> it's yeah. So sometimes, like I, I am just like, what is going on here? Uh, but I'm definitely. Yeah. I think with all this, I kind of landed on. I'm not really comfortable. This game feels like an early access game to me, to the extent that yeah. I'm not really comfortable looking at it for game of the year 
for my own list. So I'm just mm-hmm. kind of punting it and, and I'll check it out maybe down the road when they fix it up some, and maybe yeah, it'll yeah. be a personal game of the year list game in 2021 or 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, cyberpunk. Yep. That was the whole thing. That was that a, was a cyber a, dunk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the next uh, news stories. <laughs> We got a, a whole bunch of billions, billions of dollars, yeah. billions of dollars uh, flying around in this new section with EA swooping in on 2K and <laughs> buying Codemasters. Yep. This is $1.2 billion? $1.2 yep. billion. Dollars. I mean, I love Codemasters. I love the F1 games. But like, geez, that's a lot of money to spend. That is a lot to make them make like a Need for Speed game. Yeah, isn't good. I assume they'll bring back. Well, it could be. I mean, I assume that they'll bring back Need for Speed Shift and have Codemasters make it. That was their like sim racer. Could be. I mean, Shift is really good. The the first two Shift games are awesome, and Codemasters has made great simmy but a little Mm arcadey. Yeah, the last grid I heard was not very good. No. but in general, that's the reason why I'm surprised they paid so much for them, though, is mm-hmm. F1 not has been put out like many like good games. Not recently. recently. Yeah, uh, just, F1, F1 has been really? consistently great, but that's because F1 is is very iterative. because It's a sports mm-hmm. game, essentially. And um, EA loves sports games. Yeah, I guess that that's what they were paying for here. Mainly was the F1 license I and that series. I can't imagine it's that lucrative. Like, I know I'm with you, but like the people who play those games will spend a lot of money to play those games, but it's not like on the game. It's on like sim rigs and yeah, shit. I just don't think that EA is foolish enough to spend that kind of money just because they played the last grid game and were like, oh, this would be great with a Need for Speed. Name. And, I mean, it's off to like, make F1 and Frostbite or whatever. <laughs> oh, I, I doubt that they're going <laughs> no, to do that. No, I, I, think, I don't that, think they I do think that, that man, Yeah, that yeah. mandate's over. Because uh, Jedi Fallen Order was not made in Frostbite. Uh, well, no, I, but, uh, but Respawn has always had like a pass because like Titanfall was true, on source yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But anyway, the, the, the thing that's interesting, I'm going to be really interested to see what this does to the F1 series because... You can't really monetize Formula One the way that, I mean, I guess you could. I guess what it'll probably be is there'll be an ultimate team mode, but the cards, instead of being players, will be like parts, like yeah. like tires and um, brakes and stuff. Because Energy drinks. Formula One only has 20 drivers. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There, There's 10 teams, and each team fields two drivers. It's not like football where, or, or it's not like football or football where um you know you have a team with like lots of players it's it's pretty pretty limited in scope in terms of the number of people in the field so it's it's hard like you're saying it's hard to monetize that game as i mean this year they put in the forza thing where there's like a, a podium pass where okay you you race and you unlock cosmetics. You can put anime girls on your F one car. Well, no, you, it doesn't what? have that kind of stuff. Well, well then what the fuck? What are I you know. even doing? That's what I'm saying. It's like helmets and suits. And can I put anime girls on my cares? helmet? <laughs> Probably, but okay. I don't think there's a creator. And maybe there's oh, well, anime mm, girls in there. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's 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 even less so than at least in Forza because there's such a range of vehicles. Their like battle pass equivalent is fun to level through. In F one, it's like okay, I got a new icon and a new helmet, which I'm never gonna see. Mm. 
So why do I care? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's it's a lot of money to pay for a good developer, but they haven't. They've had a lot of duds recently, and I don't think the F one games are that lucrative. Now, who else got acquired? Uh, this one makes a lot more sense. Uh, oh, ten, ten cent, but Layu Technologies. Is that how you say that? Layo, Layu. Yeah, I think no Layo. Lilu Multipass. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. You got it. Uh, parent company of uh, Digital Extremes, yep. uh, makers of Warframe, for one point five billion dollars. <laughs> that's like a day. Like that's like a so day of Warframe revenue. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, that makes more sense. But it is like the these billion dollar deals all happen. I mean, honestly, did, uh, Digital Extreme should be buying ten cent with the amount of money they make. I <laughs> did want to say the one angle that I see for F one as maybe EA thinks they can make a shitload of money on is because of the nature of sim racing, you can recreate the experience much closer to reality than you can like virtually than you can with like other sports. So -hmm. there's a pretty competitive e-league for F1, Mm -hmm. the game Mm -hmm. F1 that real formula one drivers drive in. So maybe they see some angle there to make a bunch of money. Maybe actually going even back to that, what if so you know uh codemaster's done some license stuff instead of need for speed they give them star wars and they make a pod racer game ooh rebel assault <sighs> 3 no <laughs> okay no i'm be i'd be all for that are you kidding me codemaster's uh, made pod racing game that'd be fucking awesome <laughs> That's, anyway, that's 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 enough for that. Warframe uh, uh, is a good game, and it doesn't surprise me that they were purchased for that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. D- does Layu Technologies do anything else? They're or probably that- just the name of the the holding company. Like, uh-huh. it's probably just a liability. Thing oh yeah, to, yeah. To add a layer of ownership on top of. Oh, so yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Layu, like, they're yeah, they're a Hong Kong based video oh, game holding company. Okay. Uh, so they just. They've got a radius maxima mold. I like splash damage. Yeah. Who didn't love Brink? Uh, <laughs> idiots. That's who. <laughs> dirty Bomb. Is that, dirty that's bomb. the new one? I like Dirty Bomb as well, actually. It's not as good as Brink. Wolfenstein Enemy ter- Territory. Yep. Also uh, was very good. Was I very like good. everything splash damage has ever done. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Dirty Bomb is a Team Fortress alike. It is. And I, it's not incredible, but I, I like the way the characters look in it more than team fortress so <laughs> well uh next news story speaking of tencent mm-hmm. riot just up and weirdly announced in a tweet that they're making an mmo they're just like hey i the guy who's heading the project is like hey we're gonna have a bunch of job openings and we're making a game that people have been asking for for a long time Someone said, Some, "Is it is it an MMO?" And they, they said, "Yep, yes." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, uh, the League Universe, uh, but no real information besides that. They're hiring for that, so I don't know if you code, you can go apply to be work at Riot. Which I maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, I. Uh, I know some people work at Riot. They they seem to like it well enough, but 
you know, there's still things to be critical of there too. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, mostly on their PR and marketing side. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the, um, the, yeah, that, that whole League of legends is... and, and like, they're like, we're going to do a deal with the Saudi prince. And then I mm-hmm. don't remember if they, I think they pulled, they, out, they pulled out because yeah. a bunch of their, like their, like, employees uh, casters, were like, uh, yeah, excuse yeah, yeah. me uh, we're yeah. not gonna um it seems like they're another instance of their management and marketing and pr are a nightmare uh mm-hmm. and yeah. then there's yeah. people making really good games still there uh yes you know, so i don't know i think i like the lore of league of legends quite a lot um and if there was a really good mmo in that space like that you that was set in that world sure that'd be really cool yeah. um i think like i we talked a little bit about this, but like I fell off of legends of Runeterra because it's just not as good as magic, which isn't mm-hmm. really anything a knock on them. I mean, magic's been being developed for 30 years. So mm-hmm. uh, it's understandable that it would not be as refined as magic. So yeah. if you're, unless you're deeply into league of legends, I don't mm-hmm. see why you would play Runeterra over something like a magic. Yeah. Um, Cause it's slightly less complex, but Runeterra is pretty complicated card interactions so i think if they make an mmo and it's not as good as world of warcraft or final fantasy 14 it's hard to uh, like, there there's such a massive um like number of people who don't play yes, anything but League totally of Legends. it'll be successful i'm not arg- yeah. i'm sure it will be successful and competent it's more like will it be enough to interest mm-hmm. people like me yeah. who like league but are not super invested uh, in it yeah um uh, yeah and because they've got so you know they've got like over over a decade of lore at this point um you know built up and like changed and stuff uh characters and like history to like build from for the world uh you know they've they've at least got that because uh, they've done like story stuff and like built yeah. up the world and the characters and kind of the mythology and stuff like that. I so they've got a, prob- they have a solid like ground to start on. They're probably one of the last few companies too that could just charge a subscription fee for an MMO and get away with it, mm, and people would probably, pay. It. Yeah, um, yeah, that's you're not wrong. Like I don't think if Destiny if they introduced a subscription fee, I think it would be like fuck you. No, I don't think people would pay mm, yeah. fifteen dollars yeah. a month to access I, Destiny. No. Um, I don't think they will. I think they'll do nope, the they, cosmetic thing. Oh, you mean Riot? Riot, right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think it depends on what that game is, like what the nature of it is. Sure. Um, I'm hoping that it's something a little different. Like, I'm hoping it's not just a hot bar-based press-the-button yeah. game. I, um, you, you'd hope uh, at this point. I like, like that in WoW, but they've mm-hmm. just refined it so much in WoW that I don't want another one of those. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me as much that FF14 is that way because it's more of a. I mean, it's practically it's a, little, a visual it's novel, a, right? <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> like, little more dynamic too with its stuff. Uh, I, I maybe later on, early yeah, on, yeah. you push it. No, yeah, yeah, early on, no, but it. like it's you uh, know, you're and by early on, I mean stuff. for like the first thirty hours. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it uh, becomes your, a little more your job. Totally, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true too. Um, but but uh, but I guess what I'm saying is, I think there's an opportunity there for riot to make something like super interesting, but based on Valorant, I think this is going to be wow with a, with a, Maybe. with a league of legends skin, which would be disappointing to me, but probably yeah. successful. But yeah. D- yeah. <laughs> I could, I could definitely uh, see that. Yeah. Especially with like people's reactions to the storytelling of wow. Recently, it seems like it's not 
really hitting it for people, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. My partner is a huge fan and has been like riveted by the, the Shadowland story, but I know mm-hmm. that WoW is a weird one because um, it's got such a wide player base um, yeah. in terms of what people want from that game that if the raids aren't very good, then people will complain about the story because they're like just pissed in general about the mm. game because the thing they like isn't isn't there. Mm. So then they'll complain about the whole package. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, also they keep making Sylvanas a war criminal. Basically the Horde and WoW are just like irredeemable, awful bad guys now, which mm-hmm. bothers Horde players, I think. And there's a lot of people who play Horde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Horde was very popular for yeah. like very uh, long time. And it was always the like, well, they're actually like, they're they're just people just like just everyone different. else yeah, yeah and they're, now they're, they're just they're more yeah. like no the horde are trying to commit genocide uh jeez <laughs> and okay. the alliance are the clear good guys uh oh. there was always like some ambiguity there but now hmm well yeah anyway and and then they'll you know they'll walk it all back be like oh no we're all getting along because there's another interdimensional threat or whatever which uh, is what's happening in this expansion okay. that's kind of like of where this yeah. this falls in the storyline uh Speaking, Speaking of roguelikes, of, uh, Hades. Hades. They, they should make a League of Good Legends game. roguelike. Uh, there's a there's a but, roguelike dungeon in the new WoW expansion. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about yeah. that. But anyway, yeah, uh, Hades uh, finally getting cross save with the PC and the Switch version, Just so cool. you can uh, take that game on the go. If I were traveling for the holidays, I would absolutely be buying Hades on Switch so that I could play it mm-hmm. while I'm traveling. But yeah. since I'm not, I can continue to play it on my PC. <laughs> It happens, uh, but it's great but, that it exists because yes, because yeah. hey, that's a great game. Yeah, and hopefully it'll be a game people are playing in two, three, four, or five years, and I I think it will be when uh, I imagine they'll, they'll they'll do some updates for Hades. I bet I don't know they might. It's been so successful, you would I, think maybe, but they don't. I they bet, haven't really in the past. I I could see them doing like an expansion, like mm-hmm. a you know, well they it, do like pre production on. It, it Whatever, would definitely be unprecedented, then, but the other studio is so small. It is, yeah, it would be unprecedented, but they also have never had a game that has hit quite like Hades has. So, yeah. who knows? Not, not um, since I mean, they seem like a studio, and even Hades feels bigger than Bastion. Even I mean, Bastion, Bastion big, came sure. out on like every yeah. thing known to. Yes, I feel like Bastion but, was specifically like you know, like the start of the indie game renaissance, right? Totally. Where I was yeah. like, Huge where I was like game. it was Huge right it was right at the start. It was like very big. But like I feel like Hades is expanding past that kind of indie yeah. game audience. That's in a the way. thing is Bastion to me felt like all of the like game the, the people who play games, I don't even want to use the word gamers. The people that I knew who played games, everyone simultaneously was like, have you played Bastion yet? Because it was like the talk of the town among people who mm. play games. Hades is like people that I know outside of gamer circles who maybe have a switch because they like Pokemon or something, but they're not really into games have asked me, Hey, is Haiti? I've heard good things about Hades. It seems like it's like reaching a huge, a much bigger audience than their games have traditionally. So, but I think their team, part of what makes Supergiant so awesome is if they want to make more content for Hades, they'll make more content for Hades. And if they don't, they won't, they won't. Yeah. Like, yep. They're so good at, picking things that everyone is on board with um so totally yeah next uh, next game from them bastions with an s at the end 
sequel to Bastion. But it, it's actually a visual novel it's, about Overwatch. Yes, with tower defense elements. <laughs> I would play, uh, I would legitimately play a, a super giant tower defense game. That would totally. Be oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't even Honestly, like I'm at defense. the point where I'm like, uh, whatever they do next, I'm playing it. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm at the point where I need to go back and actually play Pyre and Transistor. Oh, same. Me too. I played each of those for like an hour or two and then didn't didn't mm. end up sticking with them. Uh, 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 all right. Next story. Uh, indie World stream. Nintendo did this, right? They just were yep. like, hey, here's a bunch of indie games again. Here's an indie stream uh, at the end of the year. Uh, so, yeah. Did anybody else watch that? I did. I did not. Well, so mostly because I knew sleep, that so. mostly because the two of I knew the two of you would watch it and tell me. <laughs> the yeah, no, that's Fair. not you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, no, um, yeah. So I think the big the two big ticket items uh, for that uh, stream were that both Spelunky games are going to Switch, which I feel like mm-hmm. Spelunky on Switch is like such a good like a match. Good fit, yeah. It's a I good mean, fit. Spelunky one was transcendent on Vita. So yeah, it was. Of course, it That's where I played it. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've only played it on PC, but now I'm just like, man, I can't wait to play Spelunky on on totally. on the go. So yeah. I'm, I think that's. I wish it had a better D pad. Spelunky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Life goes on. Um, and then also the other big one was that Among Us is coming. It came to Switch rather. Yeah, um, which, they they shadow dropped it, which, which I think is good. But I also think, how are they going to? How are people going to play that game with no voice chat or no text chat? Because uh, the Switch isn't yeah. going to have that. Well, Unless they join a Discord or something. You can oh use God. a phone app. Yeah, you, they, you have the Nintendo Switch app on your phone yeah. that you can use to voice chat. So, like, like, come on. I think, it's, I think that's a weird platform for it, but I, I, I it, makes weird, sense. it makes sense for it to yeah. be on there. But, yeah. well, and you, I think what it's for is if you get eight of your friends that have switches together and everyone's playing it in the same room. Oh, that would be great. What I would, what or, I would think. Well, that'd be really rad. Yeah. Cause that's happening in 2020. <laughs> right. Well, well, sure. But, but, uh, but I think you, that's, still I mean, you get, I mean, you get on discord with your friends or yeah, whatever. Cause yeah. a lot of these kids, you know, I mean, I, play the game, I feel like there's, yeah, a lot of the I played a game, this, game is going to be savvy enough to be on discord and stuff. Probably. I played a game this week that I'll probably bring next week. Um, but it was a tabletop simulator mod for something. Mm-hmm. And, my friend doesn't play, he has an Xbox, um, but he does, I think, but he doesn't really play PC games at all. And he was playing on like a super old laptop that kept rebooting. So sometimes I'd have to take his turns for that for oh, him no. um, so that we could play this tabletop game together. But we were chatting over Discord using his phone. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think there's plenty of situations and he may even have a switch. So I could totally see a situation where getting like that group of friends together to play something like Among Us and everybody jumping on a phone discord call. Uh, mm. It does kind of hurt the proximity thing. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. If you're yeah. playing it that way. Um, another right. game that was yeah. announced that looked really fucking cool was that cyber shadow thing that's coming. Uh, yeah. Pub- yeah. Published that's by, the new. Um, published by Yacht Club, which is. Yeah. It's published people, by Yacht Club. But it's developed yeah. by Mechanical Head, who I don't really know. But I don't know either, it but looks it looks super cool. Badass. It's Kind of, it's like a platformery kind of thing, but you're a ninja, uh, side scrolling mm-hmm. kind of thing, and it just like looks like it has really fast, fluid movement and potential 
potentially really awesome combat uh, combat puzzle kind of thing. Yeah, I so. was uh, I was uh, like when I looked for that, I was um, it, it took me a little bit to go wait. No, oh, that is uh, uh, only published wait. by a yacht club because it looks very much it? like a like a, a yacht club, like a like a shovel knight type. What was game. it called? Cyber Shadow. Uh, Cyber Shadow. Cyber Yeah, I think it had already been announced before, but it was. Uh, yeah. It looks really. But nice. it still looks really neat, and I'm excited about oh, that. I did. Yeah, I dig the art. The art's rad. Yeah. yeah. Um, the big game that I'm now just like completely hyped Fist for. Fist fluffs. <laughs> no. Uh, although that might be fun. Uh, is Gnosia? Uh, Gnosia? Yeah, Gnosia. Uh, Gnosia. Nausicaa. Yeah, it's Nausicaa. The Valley of the Wind? Yeah, it's just the movie. Um, Should be a Nausicaa game. Anyway, Nausicaa game would fucking Just make it like the anime Fallout. It would rip. That that game would be so good. Ghibli, Fallout. Giant giant bugs. But then make it like Breath of the Wild, like... So that there's not uh, anyway. Anyways, okay, now, uh, tell like, me about Nausea. Nausea <laughs> is um, basically it's a lot of people uh, were immediately making comparisons to Among Us, um, but it's basically like you know that kind of same of like Werewolf or Mafia or kind mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. you have to find the imposter role. among Hidden you. Role yes, yeah. exactly. Um, which are the uh, Nausea. Um, and it's basically like a single player version of that. Uh, oh, that's cool. a visual novel. You do time loops, but it, like through the time loops, you start like kind of learning stuff about what's going on about the overarching thing. Uh, mm-hmm. it looks really neat. The art style looks really interesting. The characters look interesting. Apparently this was already released, um, last year, I think in Japan, in, in Japan and yeah. it was, um, released for the Vita, which is, uh, like How do you a, spell it? G N O S I A, which is why I've been like trying to figure out how to pronounce it best in English. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, it, it but it was apparently like it was released in on the Vita on in Japan in Japan last year, so it was a little bit. It was a late game for the Vita, but mm-hmm. it was a cult hit. It was really like critically lauded and. Uh, I think it's also like a really small team in Japan as well. Yeah. Um, like a few people yeah. working on this game. So I am just like unbelievably hyped for it. And I just went from like, I didn't know this game existed to like put this game in my, in on my veins. switch in my veins right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It really so cool. it just seems um, really interesting. If you want something to tide you over, I do recommend raging loop, which is also on switch. Uh, it has, it, it is basically werewolf like just straight up with werewolves. Um, <laughs> but it is, like I a, will play that. Yeah, it's good. It, it's also a visual novel. It's also, also that kind of stuff. It has a really interesting story. Um, but it, I think it's more linear. Like this one almost seems like it could be like randomly generated, but I don't, I think that's it might, what it seems I, it, it, like. It seems like, but I feel like maybe it is linear. But I, don't, I don't know. See, it's hard I to don't tell. know because it's uh because it's like each individual game they say lasts like five to ten minutes or five to fifteen minutes, oh, but then yeah. you just keep looping them and yeah. trying different scenarios out. So I it, don't know if it's I I really have no way of knowing, but it's yeah. It, apparently, it's been really really um, beloved, widely lauded among people who are into it. So I am yeah. I'm really excited that it's coming to. Um, it's coming out in English and it's coming out on Switch. It sounds a little bit too like the board game Tragedy Looper, which I don't mm. think is in print right now, but it's yeah. an incredible board game. It is a really that's, good game. 
where one player plays a oh, mastermind man. and the players play like detectives. While. <clears throat> it was designed by Baca Fire, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's like I think you would really like it, Allison. It has like yeah. mm-hmm. um, it's a Japanese <clears throat> game that was published by a Western company, and um, yeah, it's 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 like you loop these scenarios, and it's bit kind of hidden role, but more. Mm-hmm. As the players, you're trying to figure out which of the characters is the bad guy, but it's not one of you. The bad guys are all controlled by the mastermind. Yeah. And the mastermind like sets up kind of AI mechanics for them. To, and basically, as the mastermind really player, fun. you build a puzzle for the players. Yeah. And then the players have a certain number of loops to try to figure out the puzzle. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but like it's very narrative, too. It's, it's a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and- oh, sorry. Oh, no. And, and and just the interesting thing is that the hidden role changes everything every single time. And there are certain times where you can be the hidden role, too. So it's like that's cool. Yeah. That's a awesome. way for a single player yeah. game to do that yeah. um, in an interesting way. So I'm yeah. uh, I, I just like I went from like I didn't know that game existed to like this is my most anticipated game. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> coming up. Yeah. The, so. the other one that hit for me that looked interesting. I don't I'm hesitant to say uh excited for we'll say cautiously yeah. optimistic is happy game which yeah that looked which, interesting it, it looked it looked very much like botanicula kind of yeah style and i, I is, later is found it out it, it is the same developer yep. yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like kind of uh it's it's so if you've ever seen botanicula or any of those kinds of games where it's like a platformer but like with really bizarre kind of painterly art style that's like animated almost like stop motion and stuff like that uh, generally they're adventure games kind of like almost like point click adventure games, but more mechanically savvy. Uh, it's that, but it's like kind of like a psychological horror, mm-hmm. just kind of like in a pony Island kind of way almost. So it seems, yeah, seems that, cool. that's, that, that was definitely a vibe I got from it for sure, but it looked very, it is very, um, striking the visual style and the yeah. overarching aesthetic of it. So I'm, I'm interested to see, I don't know if I'll, have it in me to play that one, but I'm interested to see more about it for sure. Agreed. Um, were there any other games that stood out to you from that? There was, there was Fist of Fluffs. There was Calico. They were fine. I don't know if I'm super yeah. psyched about them. It's kind of a wait and see. Um, there was the Alba, the wildlife thing. Yeah, yeah, that looked cute. Okay. I was, I that looked, that looked interesting. Um, yeah. Super uh, Meat Boy showed up. It's on uh, Apple it Arcade. Sure Alba. Yeah, the other Alba? thing that okay. was uh, uh, Apple Arcade that launched oh, on Switch is Grindstone, Grindstone, which yeah. which I enjoyed on App when I had Apple mm-hmm. Arcade. So I'm kind of considering picking it up for Switch. Yeah, I kind of burned out on it on Apple Arcade, but um, it's a really good game. Uh, it's just because at a certain point when you play those puzzle games for a long time, it's like okay, I've had enough. But it's not. Yeah. Because oh, the game totally, is bad. totally. Mm-hmm. It's just I played it like constantly for a while <laughs> totally. whenever i had a free minute on my phone yeah, yeah i also like that alex and i were both like cappy so yeah totally which is which is rad but uh, but yeah no it, it's it's a cool game and it's from what i've heard that the the switch version is is quite good so it's yeah so i i just i just like that i just like indie streams so i was happy to see that pop up yeah, this cool. year yeah i um, uh I hope that we get like there's a few places Nintendo's one of them that I also hope that EA does something with Star Wars soon where we get like some more mm-hmm. like 
new i feel like i don't want to wait all the way until e3 for the next major drop of nintendo news even though yeah. i'm not the, the biggest nintendo person i think you it's because i want to wait Wild for 2. e3 2022 but, <laughs> but like i was thinking about it earlier before we started casting that like i'd like to know what star wars games are coming and i'd like to know when breath of the wild 2 is coming well i, I told you uh, pod racer mm-hmm. please like code masters look i'm because we're about to wrap up, I'm just going to say this out loud because it's important. It's absurd that there is a show like The Mandalorian that exists, which is has some a couple of real shitty people on it, but damn, the season finale made me cry last night. I... Uh, I rewatched the first episode of season one because I'm rewatching season one before I get into season two, and like... uh a Mandalorian game? Why don't we have well, that, please? It's called even Bounty if, Hunter on the yeah. GameCube. <laughs> even if it wasn't based on the Mandalorian, it's just right. wild that this thing that is like back to the roots of westerns and samurai films that Star Wars is kind of built on in a way. It's like, how is it that there hasn't been? It's like the most popular media franchise in the world, except for maybe, or at least in the Western world, except for maybe Marvel. And there hasn't been a Red Dead Two quality like because EA doesn't world think game. those games sell. No, you're t- you're totally right. I understand mechanically why it's the case. I'm just saying that in that it's co- it's a cosmic injustice that it, that it, doesn't exist. It should be illegal. Yes, it just be like illegal. the Call of Duty. EA stuff. should be forced to oh, buy. Oh, I thought, I thought you were making a Star Wars game. Episode oh, One no. reference there. Oh, no, that would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's just bizarre that like the that they EA has this license that you think like there's just been like a real ref, like resurgence of Star Wars fandom, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with the re- release of the recent movies People and then now now the Mandalorian Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, I I've seen that. I've seen that. I've still only seen that movie once. Me too. Yeah. I saw I'm it once and say, I was just like, no, I'm good. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I think the Mandalorian and other properties are going to make that movie seem less bad retroactively somehow hmm. because there are, it's not, it's, I won't get into spoilers, oh, fuck. but season two of Mando, there's a little bit here and there of like them poking at justifying some of the dumber stuff in rise of Skywalker. Oh, and it God. actually isn't bad the way that they talk. Oh about my it. God. Cool. I, but like, but like, I, it's, I, it's I don't want to spoil like Mandalorian things, but I there is just like a joke. Baby really Yoda upskirt. No, but yeah. Baby but Yoda it, brought back Sheev. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like bonkers to me that they're like not capitalizing yeah. on this like super yeah. uh, lucrative I mean, license they, that they have. They, they put out Squadrons, which seems, sounds like it's pretty good, but like it's not. It's not hitting the stuff that people are most excited about right now. I mean, yeah, like they're they've. I mean, they've put out certain games. Like they've put out that they've, you know, they've done Battlefront. They've done, you know, like they've done some stuff. But it's not. It's just wild to me that they aren't like fully going like in on it. And I'm. I have a new flight stick that should be arriving Tuesday, and I'm going to put through some paces with Squadrons. The issue with Squadrons is it's really well made and it's a really cool game. But when my friends and I got into the multiplayer, we were like, oh, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. This is like challenging and we're bad at it. And I'm not having a good time because I die a lot because I'm bad at it. 
And so that was, it's not the game's fault, really. It's just that, like, it's tough. Because uh, yeah. it's not, it's an arcade flight sim, but it's still simmy. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But they put B-Wings in it, it's, so. It's Game simmy, of the Year, baby. simmy in. B-Wings are, like, super rad. B-Wings are my favorite ship, and I was trying to explain to my partner, who has only gotten into Star Wars over the last couple of years, why B-Wings are amazing. Listen, and she was like, she was like, what does it do? And they I look like, cool. The wing rotates around the cockpit. What more do you yeah. need? Yeah. And she <laughs> was like, well, wouldn't it the looks super uneven, but in an in interesting way. Yeah, yeah. It's asymmetric. More asymmetrical spaceships. Yeah. No, uh, it work, looks so good. Yeah. You look at it and you go, oh man, that's a cool in ship. In squadrons, if you hold down the left bumper, you can rotate the wing around the cockpit. Oh my God. I don't I, know what purpose that serves in that game, but it's do I need it to actually does squadrons? It. Oh my God. More, I'll play more with you women with my tie stick. bomber pilots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I am like honestly tempted. What if I, what if this is what gets me to get into like racing games and gets me like a flight stick and stuff? It's just because I need to play this game. <laughs> That I, if 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 Pod Racer does happen again and you can use two joysticks Holy with it, shit. I will Holy absolutely shit. That's the only thing I want now. Pat, you say this and now it's like it's, it's in mean, my head. I have I have a throttle here that like looks like a Pod Racing controller. I mean, they could just it could just be. I can they get could, another they one. Could just, right, episode one, one Racer is so good. Yeah. All right. Well, but there's mods that would let me do that now. Probably you could do anything on the PC. Exactly. Uh, all right. A couple more stories here. Like uh, play Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ha, ha, ha. Eh, barely. Uh, <laughs> Polygon had their, we talked about it a couple times, their big uh, fundraiser for the Innocence Project. And they raised $120,000 for, for that. Um, yeah, I just wanted to cool. put that in there because I, I, that's why I missed the podcast last week was that I stayed up too late watching um, the watching the streams uh, and they did they just did a really good job and raised mm. a lot of money for charity. Their original goal was ten thousand dollars. So yeah, it's uh, great for them. Yeah, yeah. so the so they they raised way and way more than that for charity, um, and it was it was generally a fun time. I hope some of the um, on de- like the stuff goes on on demand, but I don't know if there will ever be a moment as like weirdly surreal and transcendent as listening, like watching uh, Brian David Gilbert play um, Hyrule Warriors and listen to like the dumbest clown music oh, on right, yeah. stream. That was like that was honestly like one of my highlights of the year. Honestly, just because it was just like. All of the people who are on the stream, it was like at 2 a.m. my time, so it was like 3 a.m. Eastern, and we're all just like, what's happening right now? Mm. Uh, and then I'm like wondering, am I, what What does it say about me that I kind of dig some of these songs? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that's that's where we're at, but it was, it was an experience. Uh, next story from Polygon.com. Yeah. Uh, the Nintendo Switch, uh, Nintendo is actually tackling one of the problems with the Switch eShop, which is that the bestseller and like the hot deals tab is just overrun with these games of dubious quality for like pennies. That's generous. Dubious is generous for some of these. Yeah. 
yeah. shovelware. Like the the way people will do it is they will set their price higher than it should be, and then give it a massive discount to the price it should be, and then that makes it show up higher. But yeah. often that the, price is a penny, like a penny yeah. or like ten cents. So you'll look at the bestsellers, and it'll be like the one that I remember keep seeing. Like I saw like twenty thousand times was Quest for the Golden Duck. Oh yeah, and it was. Uh, Did you play it? No. <laughs> Maybe it's game that you don't. We don't know. We can't judge games we uh, haven't played. Looks like it's a. Uh, looking it up, it looks like it's like a Pac-Man clone, kind of. Pac-Man's good. I mean, Maybe Pac-Man's good. good. Yeah, no. but like, but like, if Pac-Man see, came out in twenty twenty, it would probably be on our game of the year. Come on. Yeah, I mean, no, Pac-Man's a good game, but it's like, uh, but there's a. Uh, yeah, so you'd look out on the best of the oh, bestseller list and the Pac-Man great deals 99. list, and there would just be. Uh, Shovelware, whereas there's now still, like, looking through the Switch eShop right now, like, there's still some games where I'm like, hmm, I don't know but about what that would be, but it's, it looks a lot better and a yeah. lot more, That's good. Uh, like, higher it, quality games on the Now, games the deals. that, yeah, yeah, games that are below, like, $1.99 are kind of, like, there's, like, yeah. a check, like, hey, wait. What what is up with this game? Should yeah. it actually does it? Yeah, and I still see a list? game that's there for a dollar uh, on the Great Deals page, but it's like if, if it's like under one ninety nine, it does seem like there's like some check. There, there's like, yeah, there's a buffer, mm-hmm. and there's like they they check, and they're like, okay, we can we're oh, we feel okay putting yeah. this forward. And now, I mean, part of that is now that there's just a lot of games that are one ninety nine on the best deals thing, but it's a lot more. Um, workable than uh, than it was before, yeah. so it's mm. that's I, I'd say a, a definite win because some of those some of the times uh, browsing the eShop were just like who I have to like sift through all this trash. Who would have thought that Nintendo would have the Steam problem? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I don't know if I would have thought that either, but I'm not surprised. I mean, like. From like a tech, like from a from a practice standpoint, I'm not surprised. But the fact that they like have allowed so much, so many of these games onto the Switch is what is surprising to me. I think Nintendo like, the quality. Yep, exactly. It used to mean something. <laughs> now it's just Quest for the Golden Duck. Yeah, but know. now it's now it's I think uh, like a lot more workable. So that's. That's good because I, uh, I, as mentioned, I I play most of my games. I well, not maybe most, but I play a lot of my games on Switch, um, and it's I like to browse the eShop. And sometimes it was just not fun to browse the eShop. So yeah, it's hard uh, to find. It was hard to find things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. And our final news story this week. Y'all have your phones. E- yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Diablo Immortal is out. It's not in true. Aus- in Australia. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a limited market. It's a soft launch. Yeah. Uh, but if you're on mm-hmm. Android, you can just like. Change your region. Yeah. Yeah. You just make a make an account that says you're but, in Australia. Yeah, my easy understanding peasy. is it's basically a, a beta anyway. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not get in there thing. early. Uh, it but, sounds yeah. like it's good. That's what I've heard. The, the, the surprising thing is I've heard it's quite good. Uh mm-hmm. Which is great. I'm excited to play it if it's good. I was worried it was just going to be a 
reskin of that comp- that studio's other mm-hmm. game because that's what it looked like early. Right. But yeah, people are seem very excited about it from what I've seen. I imagine mm-hmm. Sam is going to play a lot of that. It doesn't have controller support apparently, which mm. blows. It's, it's a beta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've said yeah. they oh. what they have said is that it will not support controllers. Uh, Dang, that is, Razer Kishi you bought is just. Uh, <laughs> uh, thankfully, I've gotten a lot of use out of it, but uh, but it would have been nice to get a little more use out of it with this game. Uh, that's that's weird. I don't know why they do that, but okay. They, I think, it, part of it is balancing where they want it to be played on a phone screen because they're balancing content for people playing on a phone screen. Cowards. And they, I agree, but they want you to pay money for things as you play it, and they can better control your desire to do that if they make everyone use the same interface. Yeah, uh, it sounds negligible, but I bet when you blow it out to like ten million players, suddenly it becomes like, no, it probably makes sense to make sure everyone's using the same thing, so we can target paid content to people. Yeah, because yeah. uh, that game is going to be microtransaction to hell. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> their their answer to the will there be microtransactions was I, that was actually not intended but the, their answer to the will the game include microtransactions was like we're focused on building a great Diablo experience first and it's like that's not an that answer that doesn't answer anything <laughs> so the answer is yes auction you're going to ask me if you're going to I'm going to play for 20 minutes and you're going to pop up a thing that's like for $20 we'll give you this and you can only buy it right now don't close the screen. Give us twenty dollars. God. Yeah, well, I guess we'll play it and find out. Yeah. I'll give you like a little goblin, a little a little Deckard Cane, and extra bag space. Little Deckard Cane, extra bag space, and like a Halo or something. A Master Chief. Mm-hmm. In Fortnite only though. Mm-hmm. Sick. Uh, and that is going to do it for news this week everyone uh unless anyone has anything else they'd like to share nah. happy holidays yeah, yeah. uh Hanuk- hanukkah's <laughs> over at this point but uh yeah, it was the 18th that ended uh happy late hanukkah to our jewish listeners mm-hmm. merry I christmas called, I think we also called it out last week uh, we Hanukkah called it before begun. before Hanukkah. Oh, uh, yeah, we called yeah. it the week before. Uh, I don't think we said it last week, which yeah. are bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. You got to get both sides. You know, in the middle, it's it's messy. Um, <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas to those who are celebrating Christmas, <laughs> and Happy Holidays and other festivities that you may be celebrating. I had a package that said it was arriving yesterday and then I clicked the tracking and it said that it was delayed and now it's not even on arriving soon today. <laughs> nice. Hopefully yeah, you feel... shipped your gifts to your friends and family early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine this year in particular, our lovely mail carriers are swamped. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, so thank you to them. The, Postman, the emergency medical services, the fireman, the Walmart employees, and the weed man. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Uh, this has been episode 152 of mm-hmm. the Gaming Fix podcast on December 19th, 2020. 
You can find the podcast on your social media channels like the Twitter at Fix Podcasts or on uh, Twitch at Gaming Fix. Fix pod- I don't even know. I don't even yeah, know. Got it. Got it in one. You can find me, Andre Cole, on, a.k.a. your partner's favorite reindeer. Reindeer. <laughs> I, I got there. I, this this website I was looking at it goes into like are you like a dasher loves to be social good at sports prefers track and field doesn't mind the cold aware of fashion loves to party happy has a big heart anyway you can find me on twitter where I will be I will be assigning reindeer to to my beloveds uh, shortly <laughs> Uh, at Coolslaw C O O L S L four W. Allison, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. Pat, you can find me at the San Francisco Zoo with my favorite reindeer, peppermint. Not actually though, because travel's really dangerous right now. <laughs> Maybe in twenty twenty one, I'll get to visit peppermint, my favorite reindeer. And you can find me at PJC Plays on Twitter. And Alex, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on episode two of Coding Fix, which went up this week. Which now has its own email address, coding at fix.space, if you ever want to get a hold of it. Nice. Uh, and you can email this podcast at gaming at fix.space with mm-hmm. all of your gaming questions. Oh, homework. I want to hear from you next week. I remembered. What sort of game would Santa and his elves make? They would make? Yes. If Santa if Santa were to force his elves to death march for one year yeah. to create a video mm-hmm. game, what game would they come up with? It, it would be that Santa elf bowling from Flash games from like the late yeah. 90s. Now, it'd be satisfactory. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, In fact, maybe they are working on Maybe that's, you know... I don't know the people. Have you ever seen the developers for Satisfaction? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, is that Zactronics? No. Oh, okay, uh, it's not Zactronics. Uh, Zactronics like. I, yeah, yeah I don't kind think there's of. Solitaire in that game. Uh, Coffee Stain Studios. Yeah. Okay. Well, well they made Goat Simulator. Oh. Uh, okay. What? Cool. Okay. Sure. And I love strawberries. I do too. And Sanctum? Sanctum I, was their actual bigger. Um, like, I was at Costco today and they had pomegranates. But they were like six for like 20 bucks. And I was like, I can't eat six pomegranates. Think about all the upgrades it would give you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I'd, I'd have some sick ass boons. <laughs> you just... Interesting. Interesting. Uh, mix of uh, ways in which Persephone and pomegranates have been portrayed in video games over the last couple years. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Be well Goodbye, now. everybody. Bye. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the holidays. So long. Bye. <laughs>